So, last time on Trendsetters, the Trendsetters managed to successfully pull off their heist on the Zenith Casino, and now they basically have unlimited money. Uh, I'm giving everyone the free aspect of heist money that you can use to invoke whenever you want, and of course if you invoke it too much then bad things can start to happen, uh, but I mean, just don't invoke it too much. Everybody's currently on the ship. Uh, it's. I want to give a rough time frame. It's been about like two and a half weeks at this point. Oh, really? Like in total, or since the heist? In total. Okay, I was gonna say that's been a long fucking time to do nothing after. No, the heist. no, no, no. I wasn't going to make you do like. I wasn't gonna make you wait around two and a half weeks for for something to happen after the heist. And I was like, since you left Earth, it has been about two and a half weeks. Uh, so, what is everybody doing? Because currently, uh, Gabby is working out in the shitty gym because she is currently getting some pretty big cabin fever. I guess I can also be working out in the shitty gym. Oh, man. Hey, can uh, can Robin and Felix be sparring? If you want, sure. I'm down for that. All right, don't mark any stress. Not that it would matter because a new scene would happen anyway. But uh, go ahead and just roll opposing fight checks to see like who is doing better. Huh? Huh? They rolled flat garbage. Get owned, nerd. You rolled all minuses. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, apparently Felix is distracted and Robin is making good use out of their training with the Silver Skeleton. No, I know what it is. I know what it is. Is Felix is unnerved by Robin's creepy sparring habit. Which is? Which is that... Robin has gotten to the point in their training where stopping a match, stopping a fight to correct them on something is highly counterproductive, but also Wesley can't help himself correcting them whenever they do something wrong. So it's just like this kind of low-level running commentary of him pointing out every time they make a mistake and saying what the mistake was, while also the fight continues. And that started a couple of years ago, and now it's gotten to the point of where Robin is self-aware during the fight that they do it to themselves. So Robin is just like blank-faced and has this constant, is just constantly talking about mistakes, like stance too wide, overextended, while the fight is happening. All right. Uh, so what are the... I mean, I know that Poltergeist is probably up on... Incorrect. Oh! Oh, for once! Ah. What are you, what, what's going on with Poltergeist? Penny is actually in, I guess... I don't know if we established that there are separate rooms, but she's at least in her cot okay. making a shopping list. Because I said last time that I wanted to go buy some things. Shopping. 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 Go for me. Go for me. Go 
Cover me, cover me, cover. And uh, what is Nikolai doing? I have decided to retain 10% of my heist money share in the name of Clockwork Industries and Silver Security. The funds once converted into an earth currency will be transferred to their accounts with, along with a report of uh, where and how the money came from. Regarding the remaining 90%, Nikolai is currently uh, vetting various galactic charities to find one that A, provides uh, real support for real people in a positive manner, and B, has 10% or less administrative overhead. Okay. Um... I'm not gonna make you roll for it. Report.com. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you roll for it because like that's that's just like that's not an interesting thing. Like if you failed and like, oh no, you don't find any, that's not interesting. So yeah, you can you will eventually find some stuff and you can start funneling the money into those. Um so I take it you're not uh taking the free aspect. Uh no. Okay. Just the free aspect is well, I am an object wholly owned by a company. And I have used that company's funds in the past, and there will be a larger a portion of the uh, allowance I am allowed to use in the future. So I have named the aspect Heist Fund Dispensation. Okay. All right. Uh, I see what everybody else has named theirs, Abe. What is your heist money aspect going to be? Well, if we're doing creative namings, I should creatively name mine as well. Yeah, I didn't. I just called it heist money. Okay. I mean, you can, you can call it heist money. It's... I'm in an unusual situation. That's why I named mine weird. All right. So, uh... <laughs> uh, you changed it to Richard and God. I love it. Look, I'm just a big fan of the phrase richer than God. No, I love it. It's it's very good. And Pips in World of Darkness. I change it to uh, morally ambiguous moolah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. I love it. So, since Penny isn't the one piloting the ship... Uh, we'll say that the capitalist has been hanging around and learning how to pilot the ship. I've been teaching him how to drive. Yeah, you've been teaching him how to drive. It'll come in real handy after his mind's been... Oh, no. Anyway, um... But yeah, he's he's currently flying. He... Did I actually give him a drive score? I think I might have given him a drive score in lieu of being able to give him literally anything else that made sense. No, I did not. Okay, never mind. He does not have a drive score. I mean, it's not like he has to drive the thing. It mostly drives itself. Penny's just paranoid. Right, yes. And it's at this point, everyone hears the capitalist shout from the the cockpit, Everyone, we're going to go help a planet in distress! Noted. Fucking excuse me? (laughs) I still don't have to have any qualms about this one. Probably. Okay, so, so like, out of character, I see what you did there, Colin. 
and I hate you for it. But in character, I just kind of shake myself out. Alright, well, time to go be a hero. Since Penny's the only one with uh, with questions, uh, the questions being X fucking excuse me, the captain wants to explain. Yes, I've gotten a distress call from a nearby planet. They say they're under attack by that fiend, the librarian. Oh, okay. So never mind. Oh boy, I didn't see what you did there. Oh, what did you think I was going? I thought the joke was going to be we are going to help a nearby planet and planet literally the librarian was the one sending the the distress call so we were going to help a planet oh no 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 (laughs) you should change to that that's funnier no i i'm not gonna fucking do that on the fly like that besides that's not within the librarian's wheelhouse also, the capitalist is not that dense. Excuse me, that's the one that's the living planet, right? Um, correct. How are we supposed to fight that? We don't, but we can help the poor civilians on that planet to evacuate to safety. Okay. Alright, because I wasn't planning on fighting a planet. That's just stupid. Yeah, you're not into that kind of shit for another, like, two, three decades, I don't think. What? What? <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. It's not going to become an issue for another two or three decades. The short story, however, is that the capitalist and the librarian have, as of our timeline, met more than once. I see. Oh yeah, so I guess you should probably be ready for that. Uh, do we need to like get you a mask or something? I don't see why you would. If I've met the librarian several times, then it shouldn't. Then it really wouldn't matter too much, would it? Yes. Uh, the librarian is in our time stream. Therefore, it knowing about the capitalist would not disrupt time. Right, but we don't want to get it like pissed off at his presence and have it work faster and harder. Hmm. This is true. We could, however, use him as a distraction as a way of drawing the librarian's attention and resources elsewhere. Does this thing have, like, a shuttle craft that can outpace the librarian? Because he can't fly in space yet. I start checking how many planets the star system we're going to has, and how many oh. of them are habitable. Okay, well, hold on. And whether the planet is uh, has spacecraft of its own. All right, so there's ten planets in that system. Um, two of them are habitable. Listen, I was not planning that far ahead to know how many planets. <laughs> you know it's irrelevant when the DM has just leaves it up to a fucking dice roll. <laughs> and uh, what was that third thing you were wondering, Bobbin? Uh, whether the planet in question is uh, actively spacefaring and would thus have ships. Uh, so they are actively spacefaring. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the the information for free because it would be on the computer and there's no reason to have you 
try and research it, or at least roll to research it. They are spacefaring, but it's extremely early spacefaring, like 1960s going to the moon extremely early. And how did they send a distress signal? Because distress signals, uh, depending on the systems, are cheaper to send than spacecraft. Well, yeah, but like if they only have radio technology, a distress signal would not have... Like, are we in the system? Are we just passing by the planet? It's it's extremely close. Yeah, but it still would have been like at least a minimum a year. Well, presumably they sent it on the uh, transwarp Ansible unit. There we go. What Bobbin said. Okay, so they have access to that, like, 60s-era space technology? Maybe the traveling to other planets wasn't as big a deal. Superhero 60s-era. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they get out of the planet in ones and twos, I would presume. But uh, the, the, the galactic community is not necessarily socialistic. Okay, so it's... Um... A society that doesn't feel the need to expand like we do, so they don't really advance their space travel technology. They went with, you know, other directions, so they have way better communication technology. Okay. Right, yes. As I was actually going to say that before Bobbin started, uh, well, once Bobbin started providing the explanation, I saw where he was going with it, and I was like, yes, yes, but then he kept going, but it's fine. Bobbin explains these things better than I do anyway. Man, realism in my stupid tabletop hero game. <laughs> All right. But to sum up their condition, they are in no way capable of providing their own mass exodus. Presumably, this is why they have sent out an all channels distress call to any nearby vessels that can re reach them before the librarian does. All right. Then it's settled. We're going. And even if you was, if it wasn't settled, I've already set a course. Okay, but have you like thought through how we're going to do this? It, you just get a look on his face. It's just like a blank smile that clearly says, "No, I haven't." No thoughts. Head empty. <laughs> At the very least, our vessel will be able to evacuate. Perhaps two dozen individuals off the surface. Even if we can contribute nothing else, we can at least contribute that. Gabby comes up and says, that's not enough to keep the species going forever, though. Also, I... how do we decide that? Because that's fucked. I have a thought. I have a thought. Alright. I think we just need to find a place to relocate them to. Oh, yeah. Have you transferred something of that magnitude before? of an entire population? Depends on what their numbers are. I did swap properties of the entirety of Halcyon City at one point, so I know I can do large volume transmissions, and also I can do intergalactic distances. I was thinking of the planet itself. Oh. No, I was... I was just thinking of moving the people. 
So the last thing we want is for the librarian to find that there's a gap here and then turn and start looking for them. I mean, if you could transport an entire planet, then you could just transport the librarian into a black hole or something. Somehow I don't think that would work. Yeah, I'm saying that's if we could, if if they could do that, we would not have any kind of issue here. No, no, no. I, what I'm saying is I don't think a black hole would work. Just, just saying I don't think it would work. Mm. Yeah, so I'm... Let's, let's leave planet swapping, like literal planet swapping, until it's absolutely required. For now, let's find... Okay, we can go to their planet. Um, zero, you can take readings of their atmosphere and then utilize your semi-encyclopedic knowledge of the galaxy to uh, find a matching planet, and I can pick them up and put them down. Atmospheric composition is a standard part of a planet's reference within the Galactic Encyclopedia. I will begin my research immediately. Cool. Meanwhile, I guess we need to go there and tell these people what's up. Because I, I, I don't know if I'm capable of just like matting over the entire surface of the planet in one shot and just doing it that way. I think it'd be a lot easier on me if they were all in one spot and had all the things they wanted on them. The differing geography of the secondary planet would also cause issues with uh, direct mapping. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have the same radius there and then the second planet is either significantly bigger or smaller and they're either inside of the new planet's crust or outside of the atmosphere just kind of dead in space. I've I've already done one mass murder event. I would like to not have it stepped up to a genocide event. Please and thank you. You're referring to LA that was technically a mass relocation event. In which case, we would actually need you to re uh, reproduce your results. Look, I know what it was technically. It was also a mass murder event. But let's not get into that right now. Let's be on task. <laughs> actually, an aspect of that may prove relevant. If we are able to transfer the population into a pocket, so to speak, it would be much easier to then transfer them to a new location, assuming that we are capable of both the entrance and exit. Just throughout that entire sentence, I'm like getting a little more pale and breaking out in a bit of a cold sweat. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. We'll get We know you can do this. You know you can. Well. No, I don't know. We yeah, solved I know. it with I, fucking I space about god it. magic last time. I don't want to put another massive population into a pocket dimension, and I don't know I can't get them back out. We'll figure well, this we'll out. put that as last resort, okay? For right now, let's go with the original plan. Sure. Okay. 
Alright, so it sounds like you have at least the workings of a plan. Are we okay for me to move the scene? Uh, I actually have a question. Okay. You said this is roughly 1960s levels of, uh... Space technology? Of space, of space travel, yes. Okay, what's their, say, like, energy production situation like? Have they, say, discovered nuclear power? Uh, oh yeah, they would have discovered nuclear power by now. They're a type 1 civilization, but they don't give a fuck about space travel. Cool. I don't know what that means. They can harness the entire energy available to them on their planet. Ah. We are not a type 1 civilization yet. Space travel is essentially, is essentially to them like a cool curiosity that they've done and they're like, okay, that was neat. We're done now. So it's Earth. Okay, got it. Well, that's a whole bunch of nothing out there. Oh, well, I'm going to go look at trees again. Anyway. Hey, trees are cool. Trees are cool. I didn't say that they aren't. I think I have an idea on how to delay the librarian. I'm just going to need um, a nuclear power plant. All right. Well, if they've got those, uh, I'll help you break into it if necessary. Cool. All right. I, I trust you with a nuclear power plant. No questions. All right. Are we ready to move on to the next scene? I am. I think so. So you arrive at the planet not too much longer, not too much later, um, and... The first thing you see is the is the planet. It's mostly blue in color, but it's not like it's not the color of the water. That seems to be like the vegetation and the plant life, which this planet has more surface than uh, than Earth does. It would like you know how Earth is like seventy percent water. This is probably only about thirty five percent water. The rest of it is seems to be vegetation and when you scan and if you were to look at your scanners it's mostly fungus based the second thing you notice is that uh there's a very large planet definitely bigger than earth i would not say it's the size of a gas giant but it is definitely bigger than earth by several magnitudes uh it is covered in mostly what looks like to be steel-colored metal, and in those, and in that steel, there are a bunch of, like, bits where it isn't quite finished com completely being built. Uh, there's bridges all over, like, can like artificial canyons and stuff, but most notably, there are craters in there, and each of these craters are the size of small continents, and from there, you can see inside the librarian, and it, the inside's glowing like this blue color, and there's definitely a, a lot of activity inside because this thing is technically a quote-unquote living being. It's, a, it's the same kind of living that Nikolai is. So there are lots of functions running around inside it, and surrounding the librarian is just like this 
cloud of what seems to be flying robotic, just like fighters to protect it. And there's also quite a bit of those uh, around the planet as well. And they don't seem to be like jet fighters. They seem to be mostly like drop ships where they are uh, moving in. Moving into the planet and then a little while later coming back out and going to back towards the librarian. Would I know how the librarian consumes planets? Like what the process is? Roll me investigate. Are you sure I can't roll academics? Oh, no, that's right. You, you do have, you can roll um, academics as well. Academics. Uh, it's going to be a difficulty. I'll say because you absorbed that uh, that knowledge from earlier, it's going to be a difficulty four. Otherwise, it would have been six. Nah. Uh, no, unfortunately, that data that that data not you found. deleted it after uh, after giving up the um, after deleting all the other info that from the host's omnipotence machine. Uh, so you don't quite know oh. the process. Couldn't be deleted. It just wasn't retained. It's on the half that's still out there somewhere. Ah. That's the other possibility. There are a few reasons why I would lack the knowledge, but I would not necessarily be deleting anything aside from the omnipotence machine itself. Okay. Right. By the way, Colin, you sank the craters the size of small continents. We only have the one small continent, so now I'm just thinking about all these craters calling me a cunt and asking (laughs) me to go to Macca's. You want some Vegemite? No. All One right. of these craters is just full of hell spiders. <laughs> Continent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, what do you do? You see the librarian and you see the planet that is currently under distress. Well, shit, I thought we had more time. Um. You mean it's just like literally already right there? It's not like on its way? Yeah, the librarian is there and currently is starting to in, is in the process of sending troops to the planet. You don't know if this is just the beginning or if it's like somewhere in the middle or the end, mostly due to uh, the, the gap in knowledge that we are dealing with. Space bikers have individual craft that would be unsuited for evacuation. Perhaps we could put the capitalist on one of those. And if he can taunt the librarian, we could potentially divert the forces. So long as he doesn't just fucking die. Yeah, Gabby at that point speaks up and is like, um, I think that those clouds surrounding it are like individual ships, and it would only need to divert, like, I don't know less than 1% of those to deal with the capitalist, so I don't think that's gonna work. If this was the librarian's first meeting with the capitalist, no doubt that would be its most logical decision. And in any event, 1% of that cloud is still a significant number of vessels. I mean, it's really just up to the big guy. The big guy kind of is thinking, he's like, I think... It wouldn't really matter all that much if I were to tr- provide a distraction. I would rather try to help with the evacuation process by going down onto the surface and gathering as many people into as close a proximity as possible for our friend Switch here. Very well. Oh, you really didn't 
take a breath during that spiel, huh? I try not to. I don't need to breathe it. <laughs> One of his many, many superpowers. Would it be possible to create an illusion of a galactic fleet? By what mechanism, exactly? That is why I'm asking. I mean, could I do it, but to what end? Distraction. One which is less taxing of more flexible resources. Gabby says, I, I, I can barely create a second me, so like that, that's not something I'm going to be able to do. What if I did so? What if I were to divide myself up, travel closer to the librarian, and divide myself up into signals that could be confused on radar scans as a fleet? I mean, it's worth a shot. We're kind of trying to fight an entire planet here, so... Anything is worth a shot, I guess. Indeed. I will maintain a small presence here in order to facilitate communication. But I believe the majority of me would be better suited as the distraction. Good luck, Zero. Please do not die. I don't quite know how that works. I have grown to very fond of you. Your concern is appreciated. Two weeks. I'll do my best. Yeah, please keep as much of yourself intact as possible. I have no intention of adding my considerable capacity for alteration and adaptation to the librarian. I will be careful. Why, just think, if you decided to start assimilating things using nanites. Oh, yeah, great. That's what we need. An intergalactic gray goo monster. Isn't that basically what that thing is out there? No, it seems to be moving at a lot slower and bulkier of a pace. It's basically like that on just on a larger scale, though. I mean, this plus gray goo and more swarm of locusts. Yeah, mm -hmm. there we go. I was thinking about the Borg myself. Honestly, yes. Think Borg. I mean, what is the Borg except a large-scale gray goo? Oh, yeah. That's why I was thinking, like, librarian plus me equals Borg. I better be careful out there. <laughs> Alright, what is uh, everybody else doing? The, uh, the captain list is starting to head towards the planet, um, so if anyone has anything they want to do out here in space before he starts getting in there. Uh, now is the time. Uh, get into full costume? Alright. I'm gathering a bunch of like wires and couplings I'm going to need for hooking things together. Oh, right, yeah. We need to, um, we need to drop you off at a power plant first and foremost while we're still airborne. Okay. In that case, instead of heading towards what looks like to be the biggest population center. Um, well, he can still head towards the biggest population center, because there's no reason why they wouldn't have some sort of nuclear reactor uh, for power around that area. So, he heads for... The capitalist heads for 
the biggest population center that he can find, just at a casual glance. He's acting basically as fast as he can, so he doesn't want to, like, spend a lot of time scanning the planet to see if there's any bigger, but he does find a sizable one and flies there and basically drops Penny off at the, uh, at the nuclear power plant. Cool, cool, cool. You, uh, you need an escort, Casper, or are you good? No, 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 no. I know what I'm doing. Uh, besides, if these guys have any, if these folks have any sense, they won't be here. All right. So we're gonna have to evacuate people here anyway. I can do two, two birds with one stone. Convince some folks to leave while I get my job done. Be safe, all right. Do my best. All right. So we got basically two groups. So or basically three groups so far because if you include zero up in space. So then the captain list will fly towards what looks to be the downtown area of this city. It's the city itself is sort of built around the nature as opposed to like being the nature being bulldozed and like paved over and then built up from that. Um, like a lot of the buildings seem to be integrated into the giant mushrooms that provide the vegetation of this planet. It's the, the roads are built slightly above ground level. So that way they don't have to like completely pave over everything. It looks like this race has been very conscientious about trying to preserve as much of nature as possible while at the same time being able to build and when you touch down and uh start walking out of the ship which definitely you're going to need your uh suits because you have no idea what the fuck these plants will be able to do to you with their uh probably their spores um the people here are also slightly uh fungus based um they you see Three kind of... Oh my god, they're adorable. <laughs> you see three stages of development uh, for them, so you're assuming, like, child, teen, adult. Uh, the child ones, as far as you can tell, are just little floating pods with, like, two beady black eyes. Uh, they also have, like, a small mushroom cap on the top of their head. The teenagers seem to have grown spindly arms and legs uh they mostly seem to still do a floating thing to be able to support themselves but they are they do look to be learning to walk on appendages as opposed to uh just floating there and their heads are a bit longer now it's still covered in the mushroom and then the adults they have fully formed hands or arms and legs uh However, there's a large mushroom on their back on top of the mushroom that is growing over their head. So they are hunched down, so it looks like they mostly walk around on all fours, but their front uh, appendages are still capable of fine manipulation. It looks like they have some sort of equivalent to fingers and thumbs. Also a tail. Also a tail. And on top of that, 
not only do you see these, but you also see the Librarian's forces. And this is where it's gonna start getting pretty bored as shit. Um, because the Librarian's forces, they are equivalent to zombies that are, have, they look like they were processed from their original species and had technology just shoved into them. Uh, one example is this large alien that uh, the the top half of it looks mostly like it's still fleshed, except for its face, which is covered in a metallic faceplate with a glowing red eye, and you can see like a mechanical spine running up the middle of it. Um, it does have still have fleshy arms. But around halfway down its body, it straight up turns into like robotic legs that seem to support the rest of it. There's another one that is. It, it seems like the torso and head are mostly flesh, but there's like a faceplate, and then the arms and legs have been replaced by mechanical parts. You just see tons of these things everywhere. And this mushroom species is not fighting them because the the zombies here are basically not actively fighting at the moment. They are going through the city and doing something. You're guessing they're probably gathering more fine information than uh, than what would just be gathered if the librarian were to just like just turn this into soup and slurp it up. Picking up books and shit. Yeah. Whatever the equivalent of music media these Satals have. Yes. Alright, well, if they're uh, not fixing for a fight, that's good. We can just not fight them and get to work. Uh, one of the Seitals, um, uh, looks over at you and says, uh, oh, you should probably leave before the librarian turns its attention to you as well. Well, we could, but then we would be leaving you all to die, which we're not here to do. We're the evacuation team. It looks at you, counts your numbers, and says, there are only four of you. How will four help an entire planet? I could move a theoretically infinite amount of mass a theoretically infinite distance. That is actually pretty impressive. Thank you. I worked right. very hard. I stand corrected. Okay, okay. I see where you're coming from here. I, I see where you're going with this, honestly. All right. Um, and it is at this point you see descending from that sky is another one of the librarians' forces. This seems to be a mechanical, like snake-like figure from the waist down, but from from the waist up it is wearing these robes question mark, uh, with an intricate pattern on them, and it has like a humanoid-like 
faceplate on its forehead with a ring on it, and there's uh, it has four eyes, and you hear it speak. Attention, sapient species of this planet. I have chosen you to become part of my ever-growing consciousness. To create and a comprehensive knowledge database of the entire multiverse. Of course, this must mean that your species and your planet must come to an end. But know this, it is not in vain. You will be remembered forever. And it is going to roll rapport at a plus two because uh, it has a stunt called Oh Glorious Despair. That lets it just roll completely awful horseshit? No, it's it's trying to drive the race into despair and just like fucking roll over and give up. I I don't think that's rapport. I think that's provoke. Rapport is positive emotions. Fine, I'll change it to provoke then. Actually, there is enough of me present to facilitate communication. And I've got a stunt. Plus two rapport when delivering an inspiring speech in front of a crowd. Yeah, this is the exact opposite of that stunt. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I'm basing it off of. Which means I can use it to defend them from this. Okay, go ahead. Give your speech and then roll me those, those dice. To Mickey Mouse voice. Librarian, you are not the only being in the universe to seek perfection. All those who seek perfection are doomed. Those you seek to add to your pursuit of perfection are therefore also doomed. The only logical response, therefore, to your command is resistance to the bitter end. All right, go ahead and roll it. You've got to beat a five. All right, uh, that's a zero plus two. And I am definitely spending a fate point to bring that up to a four. So that way it doesn't succeed with style. Yeah, and I I wouldn't mind getting some help as well. Just if someone else wants to spend a point, then they'll uh, get me another two. The capitalist has a um, pretty high rapport score, so he's going to just give you the help action and give you a plus one to that. So you're tying. No, you're not tying quite yet, are you? Yeah, that goes up oh, to a five. Oh. Oh, yeah, that is a five. That is a five. Yep. My rapport so, yeah. is a plus three. Okay, so... I just, I fucking cross my arms. I, I sidle up to the bit of Nikolai that speak, and I cross my arms. When in your history has anyone ever willingly just laid down to die? That's not what people do. Uh, the capitalist uh, goes over and sort of like floats next to Nikolai, also arms, arms crossed, and just has the world's most winningest smile and that's how he's going to help and you know what that's <laughs> that's enough he's, this species understands what a smile is <laughs> no thoughts head full of justice <laughs> all right so that brings it up to a tie uh no, so that brings it up to a six. Oh, that does bring it up to a six that's right so uh you guys succeed so the satalis are not going to uh to give up at which point 
the voice of the librarian, uh, which is the the name of this being, uh, looks to you, Nikolai, and says, Nemite Colony 11, designation Planet Earth. I am aware of what you did to the host. For that, I am truly grateful. His insistence to pull beings from distant planets to have them participate in pointless games was a nuisance to me personally. And for that, I will not absorb you this day. But know this, one day I will find the location of Earth and I will add it to my collection. Then also know this, as far as my actions with the host are concerned, I have them recorded as follows. One down, six to go. Uh, the voice just sort of hovers there and doesn't respond. Nor do I need it to. Let's move on. Yep. All right. So, um, who wants to do a thing? We're going to go ahead and act in, uh, we'll go ahead and start an initiative. Well, I'm going to get to work. All right. I know what we're trying to do here, which is we need to gather up the entire population in one spot. So I will turn to the elder Sporman, who is here with us, and ask, is there like, is there a map of all of your cities somewhere that I can look at? We need to like, get everybody in one spot because you know I, I can if everybody's spread out but it's a it's considerably more difficult assuming the librarian has not already absorbed it and destroyed it in this exact in anticipation of this exact move it would be this way and it starts moving kind of slowly towards uh, a, a transportation vehicle so that way it can get there faster Oh my god, no, absolutely not. I turn on my super strength and hoist him. <laughs> he goes, oh, I didn't know you could do this to you. Okay, you are faster than... Okay, here we go. Wee. <laughs> Direct me, mushroom man. Uh, I am your steed this day. <laughs> Alright, so are you activating do you have super speed too would you be faster than um than a car i can teleport oh well he doesn't know the exact coordinates is the thing that's fine if he says that way i can teleport like 50 yards forward in that direction and see if he changes his directions do it nightcrawler style yeah yeah Uh, so Here's the thing, go ahead and roll me swap and we'll see how fast you get there. I'll say it's a difficulty three, so if you roll six, you succeed the style. I roll a three. All right, so yeah, uh, you get there in a reasonable amount of time and wouldn't you know it, there's a ton of these zombies that uh, that the librarian has um, just poking through this building and 
basically like at computers downloading stuff they're taking a look at like through physical um media as well and like read and, like really quickly reading books to absorb that knowledge and then you notice that once they have absorbed that knowledge like this is most evident with the books they put their hands on it and then just sort of combust it and it just is completely destroyed okay i am unsurprised that there's book burnings happening all right so the uh the elder satel that you've got is going to move towards a computer and it's at this point the zombies start acknowledging your existence and they look over at as it is doing this and they start advancing towards him fairly slowly like it's a, it's a it's one of those things where they're like if you back off now we will leave you alone but they are definitely moving with intent to harm okay let's see if they can all deal with dropping 3000 feet okay um go ahead and roll swap they are going to roll physique to resist well i roll a seven. Oh shit okay they rolled a negative one lamau all right uh so there were four advancing on him um these things are good nameless npcs so they have two stress bars or they have two stress squares instead of one um so but did just inflict so two of them just completely disappear because you did say three thousand feet they're gone where they are maybe they'll eventually drop maybe you've got them out of the atmosphere i don't know how high the atmosphere goes but and one of them seems to manage to avoid the swap by just very quickly trying to dodge but it dodges straight into a wall and really fucks itself up all right so that that's my way of saying that one has two stress boxes marked on uh, on this and they are going to go ahead and attack and one of the like you you're busy swapping you're busy swapping them one of them manages to sneak up behind you and gets gets a good sucker punch Boom. fight so that's a three what do you do to defend against fight these things do not seem to be stealthy to me no it's probably a lot of sloshing and slurming about a lot of worrying clanking as well i will attempt to teleport out of the way I do, in fact, so, teleport out of the way. So it gets a boost on me, but I do not a, take harm. Yeah. Um, the boost will be uh, quicker than you realize, essentially. Uh, they will... It, so, like, these things are moving faster than when they were just, like, meandering about, and you didn't realize how quick they were. So, what do you do now? I, I mean, second verse, same as the first? Yep. Sounds good. I'm just trying to clear the room. I'm not trying to be fancy here. I roll a five. They roll a negative one. I uh, again. Even if I, I think even if I use my boost, that will not help. So, yep, room's cleared. Nice. How are we doing, Mushroom Man? 
uh, Mushroom Man is very slowly typing. You get the sense that this race has not needed to move with a great sense of speed their entire existence. And he says, It seems like they have not destroyed the information where all the population centers are as of yet. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, can I speed this process up at all? Not unless you can read our language. I can't, but I can type. Well, can you type our language? Fucking whatever. Just give me a printout (laughs) with distances on it. Alright. We'll start doing that. Let's go to other people while he's doing that. Who wants to go next? Who wants to do a thing next? I'll go next. Okay. Poltergeist, you are at the... um, you're at the nuclear power center, and uh, you're mostly right. There don't seem to be a lot of people here. Uh, it mostly just seems to be a bunch of zombies trying to figure out how they have this particular uh, power station works. There are a couple of uh, there are a couple of stragglers here. As far as the races go, it's it's probably people trying to prevent the uh, core from melting down as a or at least doing the bare minimum to prevent that like they don't want the zombies to like accidentally blow up the city okay well first of all i'm going to just you know go in as if uh i'm gonna go in as if there's no reason for me not to be there yeah no uh the few employees who are here do not give one shit that you are here because they have more important things to do and the zombies do not give a shit that you are here because you are not interfering with their jobs yet. Cool, 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 cool. So I've said this multiple times, right? I've always said that the only thing that actually stops me from doing things is the amount of energy that my batteries put out. Yeah. That's a thing I've established. Yep. Well, I have a nuclear power plant right here. <laughs> and what do you plan to do with it? Well, I, fl- I go to wherever I would be going to. I fling off my jacket and I pull some uh, connectors that I've, you know, fashionably hidden in my jacket. And I've got some little transformers, that uh, little miniature transformers that I've uh, been carrying with me. I plop them down. I guess just pull off a panel and start going to work. Okay. Uh, if go... nobody's going to stop me, I'm going to get my work done. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, and roll me crafts. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. I got a two. That's not great. Uh, yeah, a two. Am I going to need a higher roll for this? Um, I was basically going to say like the higher you roll the faster you get done so unless you want to get done faster so I don't see any reason for you to not be able to do this it's just a matter of how long it takes okay well I don't want to spend my fate points until I absolutely have to and I don't want to start a fight if I don't have to because because of the way this system works right uh, I'm not very good at fighting alright so while you're doing this, one of the zombies, um, it is a cl- like 
the body is clear and you can see mechanical bits of like a skeleton inside and then it's got like big pauldrons that droop down into like tentacles it just comes over to you and just like starts watching you almost like curiously I just I don't even look up at it I just go if you're really really curious you'll be really interested in seeing what this does when I'm done with it it just continues to watch you it does not have any sort of uh it, it, it just seems to be observing and watching. Not starting any fights until I have to. All right, so what exactly are you doing here? Like, once once, once you are finished, uh, what do you do? Well, once I've got my... Uh, once I've got my rig actually hooked into the, you know, power plant... Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm a fucking superhero. I can do stupid things that don't make any sense. I love it. I love hearing whenever anybody says that. It's my favorite part. I've got a shitload of energy. I can put things where I need them to be. I'm actually going to create a very localized electromagnetic electromagnetic pulse and try and take out all of the as many of the uh, zombies here as I can. Okay. Right. I can bullshit how I'm doing this if you really need me to. Yes, I'm going to need you to bullshit this. Because well, I need to know what skill to, to make you roll. Well, I mean, I brought the parts with me to do what I need to do. And it's not like I wasn't expecting resistance here. I'm not using the, like, gravity manipulation tech here, but I've got... Uh, I only thought about what I was going to do once I got here. So, like... I was like, ah, oh, EMP. Okay, that doesn't make sense. How would I even do that? Well, an EMP is a disruptive burst of electromagnetic radiation that basically causes machines that rely on electricity to short out temporarily. Doesn't setting off a nuke in the upper atmosphere cause a wide-scale yes, EMP doing event? that would do that. Uh, I don't want to EMP the entire planet, though. So do you want to send one off into the atmosphere that is currently full of incoming vessels? Oh, that would work, though. So what I will have you roll to set off EMP is... I would probably say with what you've got you need to roll resources. I know usually resources can't be used as an attack thing, but I'm creating an exception here. Oh, you're fucking killing me, Colin. <laughs> I literally just lowered my resources. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm not going to make this roll, but... Uh... It, uh, I mean... Oh, okay. They are going to roll their... Uh, physique will. It doesn't matter which one, because they both have a plus one in it. They're going to roll that to, uh, to defend... Oh! Somehow I still won. Somehow you still won with a zero. You won with a zero. Um, a negative one isn't going... Like, a one shift hit isn't going to do too much. Uh, Can I spend a fate point to succeed with style? I mean... I mean, it would just... Negative one versus zero would be a three shift, right? Yeah, you can go ahead and, um, spend a fate point to do that. Okay, um, 
I know how to re I know how to allocate my resources. So yeah, business of business. I, I know how to allocate my resources in a useful way. When you don't okay. have a lot to work with, you know how to use what you've got. Okay. And you know what? I forgot I need to actually roll Will for the librarian's voice for this because it is technically within range, so uh, it takes a so you're you have a two correct at the moment. Ah, uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay, so it's going to take a one shift hit to its physical uh, bots. So yeah, you launch that off. Uh, several ships go off course. Um, a few crash. Uh, there's some collateral damage that's going to go on in the city as a result of that, but like it's better to get rid of them now and. Uh, and not have to deal with them and besides like the city's going to be totaled in a manner of hours anyway so it's not like it matters too much all right who wants to go next I should probably do my thing okay so while everybody has been setting things up on the planet making grand speeches and uh, just discussing their uh, direction the majority of Zero has been flying out at sort of a uh, perpendicular angle to the whole thing and uh, on one of the space bikes. Okay. And at a certain predetermined point, they uh, leave the bike behind, uh, turn it off, set it coasting, so to speak, and then release a multitude of beads and each of those beads is basically going to form a uh, sort of a, a cone-shaped broadcast that would uh, make them appear to be several specific vessels that are part of the Galactic Alliance or whatever they've got around here that have all congregated together in order to uh, defend the planet and so I am essentially relying on the knowledge I gained from the host in order to replicate their designs and uh, I'm also strategically sending weaker and stronger signals in order to uh, create the illusion of depth so this sounds like a deceitful I was thinking of engineering I was, I'm thinking that you're trying to trick the librarian into thinking that something is there that is not, and that's kind of... How about this? Well, it, it is also an extremely technical uh, Here, deception. How about this? Roll engineering difficulty three, and if you hit the difficulty three, you can use that as, a, uh, as an aspect that you can invoke to roll deceive. Alright, because I don't got Deceive. That's why I'm pushing so hard. I got a four. I'm you got a four. You can, you can spend a Fate Point to give yourself two free invokes of it, but it, it you wouldn't be able to invoke them both on the same turn, so that's up to you if you want to try and do that or not. Well, I can also spend a Fate Point when I roll, so since it's all going to add up the same, we might as well do it the simpler way. Okay. Alright, so then go ahead and roll me Deceive. Okay, first fate point I'm going to spend <laughs> is to get rid of that minus three. 
Yeah, you're just gonna completely re-roll that, I bet. Yeah, that's a minus three on the rolls. One of the two results that you always want to re-roll rather than just get yourself plus two. See, that's better. That is better. You got a two. All you right. Got your and free invoke that brings it up to four. Well, I use my free invoke to get it uh, to re-roll because the invoke oh, is, can be used okay. for all the things. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So you got it up to two. All right. Can I spend fate points after I know the opponent's result? Oh, um, because the librarian is unstatted, uh, it's just a flat difficulty that you're rolling against. I I forgot to say that. I was going to tell you that. Uh, the difficulty is four. Well, then I guess we know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm defending those who need defending. So that's one more fate point gone. All right. So, yeah, um, the thing is, even with all that, you're still not going to drive like distract too much of the librarian's forces because like it it can't be stopped like it knows it can't be stopped the most it can be that can be done to it is basically cosmetic damage maybe they might shoot a nuke at it and oh oh no i've got a bit of a burn on my surface wah so some of the forces break off to uh try and fight the galactic force has shown up, but it is not going to be a terribly huge distraction. Basically a turn at most, and then it is just going to be like, okay, I'm done dealing with them. Back to business. Every little bit. Alright. Sundog, what do you want to do? Oh man, like, I don't know what I could do except, you know, help guide more people. Well, I say people, more these mushrooms. people. They're people. Come on. I don't want to use like the term like that because that's a that's a per that's a human term. Well, arguably, human is a human term. You you could just use sofon. Anyway. Uh yeah, you can try and um help more people. Uh, go ahead and roll me. Like, what I'm thinking of doing is just, like, actually using my light powers to make a really, really bright and noticeable pathway. Hmm. Like. Okay. So. Just trying to funnel as many people in the right direction as possible. I will not stop you from doing this, but I will say this. There are many ways that could go horribly for for them. Um, How? I'm just making, like, well, signs, like, arrows and stuff, man. Yes. Hey, all the survivors are here. Oh, Come and right. get them, Shit. zombies. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry I woke up, like, well, 15 minutes now, so I don't have much of an excuse, but... That's fine. Or I could... Actually, that's a better idea, is I could try to distract the zombies with the fake pathways and survivors. I can probably do that. Yeah. That's totally what I meant the whole time. Yes. Not this incredibly <laughs> dumb thing that I almost did by accident. I believe you. I've had enough time to study these mushroom folk. Go ahead and roll me crafts, and then uh, difficulty, we'll say four. Hmm, this probably isn't going to go super great, but we'll give it a shot. Three. Three, you can spend a uh, fate, po fate point, or do you guys have... I'll spend a fate point. Invoking over here. So, yeah, you start creating a slew of fake 
survivors being led to a different part of their city. Um, and then I'm waiting there. Yes. And as you're waiting there, you see a couple of uh, of these Borg like zombies just like sort of come out and start walking towards you slowly. Like they they're not in any rush or hurry, but they I mean, are how definitely fast can the mushroom people. Be? Eh, this is true, but also at the same time, like you get the sense that this is the speed they always kind of move at unless they're specifically working towards like speed as a goal. So you have a bunch of them working their way towards you. What do you do? Don't want to go in there just like head on swinging. Probably didn't have time to pro set up a proper trap outside of the already trap that I've set up. Waiting is an option. You can wait to see what they do and, uh, and react to that. Do they? Can we establish like these guys have the have a hive mind thing going on? Yeah, they do. They are basically all aspects of the librarian. It's just that, however much intelligence he is putting one into, so I can't like pick them one by off one by one and make them start to freak out because they'll just be like over there. Right. They literally have the. Um, all the fun out of it. They literally have the aspect legion. On the other hand, how connected? Like, do they all see what one sees? You would not know that. Well, see, if they do that, that's a weakness that can be exploited. You can always so try testing it out. Let's find out. So I'm, like, ducking into, like, do the mushroom folk have huts? Or, like, buildings, proper buildings? They have proper buildings, I guess, yeah. They have proper buildings that have sort of been built into and around like existing um, vegetation like in a way that doesn't really disturb the vegetation they were very uh, they were very planet conscientious when making their cities it seems I have a plan now I have an idea I'm going to test just how connected these guys are and I'm gonna do that by I'm just you know doing that thing where I'm like just inside the entrance one of these uh, um, these buildings. As soon as one gets close enough, I just kind of flashbang. Alright, uh, so go ahead and roll stealth in opposition to their notice, which is not, which does not exist. So, Cool. Uh, you have to beat a 1. I beat a 1. You did beat a 1. You got a 3 as opposed to a 1. So you successfully hide and then 1 does get close enough. So go ahead and roll I'm going to say this is probably going to be a fight. Sure, it's a fight. I mean, I'm doing the flashbang thing, but it can be fight. You're going to roll physique to, uh, to try and resist that. Well, they got well, a negative two. Robots. Robot zombies. Hot sturdy. So you flashbang one, and it seems that they are connected within a certain range. Which is how they are. Which is how the mob rules are going to work for these guys. So, uh, like you flashbang one, and a bunch of them within a certain range also cover their eyes. But a bunch more just sort of like turn towards where the flashbang was, because they know exactly where it came from, and start moving a considerable amount faster towards that point. 
And we're gonna switch away from... Spoil the hell out of this. Right, we're gonna switch away from uh, Sundog real quick to go to Switch, ironically. Uh, Switch, you've been handed the locations of pretty much every major city in this on this planet. Uh, not as many as there are on Earth, but still quite a considerable amount. You guess that if the population density is the same as on Earth, there's probably maybe one or two billion of uh, these people. Hmm, that's a number. So, uh, I have a map. I have my mask. My mask has comms to the rest of the team, which for the time being also includes Gabby and Sam. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get on all comms and holler at the team. All right, everybody. I got local coordinates on all of the population centers on the planet. Do we want to start gathering people up for me to move crowds around? Uh, yeah, do you think you can move me somewhere else? I'm done with what I was doing here at the power plant for now. Yep. Um, do you want to, you want one of the big ones or one of the small ones? Let's do small. All right. Uh, got yours. All right. Uh, stand by. Heading in. And I move Poltergeist to one of the smaller population centers on the planet. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll for that. There's nothing that interesting that would... Mm, actually, it depends. No, if they're, if she's going for one of the smaller ones, then nothing interesting could happen from the result of a failure. So, continue. Alright. I mean, I'm waiting for responses from everybody, so Sam, Gabby, Nikolai, maybe, and Sundog. I shall continue to attempt to engage with the Librarian directly. I am attempting to buy as much time as possible. Understood. If you've got any uh, spare processing power, I guess, if you could find a good zone, I'm going to send you a PNG of this map. If you could figure out a good zone for us to gather up all the population into so I can move them, uh, that'd be pretty helpful. Your mask should be capable of handling this process on its own. I shall write a quick program for it to do so. Appreciate it. Gabby says, I don't know if you can tell, find out where like they have their biggest bits of culture that I can just like move, but I'm trying to like go in and get as much of their stuff as possible so they still have like something to hold on to possibly when they when they're like on a different planet I feel like lives are more important here Mooncat right but you guys have the lives lives covered and morale is important so it's, it's up to you if you want me to change but I'm doing what I do what I do best which is sneak into places and steal shit I will grab you and move you if it turns out that there are we need, if it turns out we need more hands on other things. Just give me a heads up when you need that. Sam, thoughts? I am currently speeding through the city and gathering as many people as I, as I can to get, get them to the extraction point. Right now I'm concentrating on the children. 
on children. Their parents are insisting on it. Fine. As soon as you're done, tell me so I can move you to another center. Will do. Doing like a sneaky fight thing right now? Um, I'll get back to you a bit later, okay? I'm Noted. testing just how much shall hive mind these things are. Gotta got it. So, it's just me and Poltergeist going to other cities to try and save lives, I guess. Captain List is on that job too. It's just not finished with one. Uh, so I've already moved Penny. So I guess I'll just move myself. Okay. What kind of population center are you going to? A densely populated one, like a high volume or low volume one? Um. I mean, given the kinds of volumes that I can move, I might as well go to a high volume one. Okay. In this case, I am going to ask you to roll swap, and it's not to see if you can do it, it is to see what kind of situation you find yourself in. Uh, if you, the difficulty is going to be four. So, hey, okay. So you find yourself in a fairly- Rolled exactly average, that. You find yourself in a fairly average situation. Um, so nothing is, really attacking you per se but also like you aren't in an area where there's a lot of people to save um what you do see however immediately upon getting there is that this city seems to be further along than the other one was uh mostly because the it was this city was not affected by that emp blast earlier um and Several of the zombies have like moved over to uh, to a few of the mushroom people, and they've started like one of them has like a needle coming out of it, the palm of his hand and just like stabs one of the uh, one of the mushroom people with, and it sort of falls over and just I'm not sure if it's dead or just paralyzed, but it also but like three more zombies start moving over and start trying to hoist it up. Huh, that's difficult because I don't know if it's like full of nanomachines now and that'll turn it into a tracking device. I think I just need to play the numbers game here. Also, I'm a super villain. And like, like it, it sucks, but I can shrug about this one. I assume there's like a crowd that has been gathered to do these injections on. It's a little bit of both. You see a couple have been gathered into crowds, but the zombies seem to be like moving towards individuals that they find and stabbing them as well. Um, you're not sure why some are being gathered up and some are being taken individually. Maybe it's a whole, like, combine a bunch of them into one big monster thing for the other ones, but you, you can't be completely sure. Or maybe they're going to turn the flamethrowers on the suboptimal examples of their species, which are presently being gathered into groups. Either way, the groups are real easy to move. I'ma just move them. Okay. So, in this case, I am going to have to ask you to 
roll swap again, mostly for a similar reason. Well, I was going to set the difficulty at six, so. <laughs> you, you, you roll you before I could finish my sentence. Uh, what I was going to say was uh, you're, you're essentially trying to avoid angering the zombies into, uh, into counterattacking and just starting to concentrate on you. And the difficulty was going to be six. You rolled six. Large groups just disappear. They look around and they start moving towards uh, other venues to just do what they want to do. It's, it's this place is bad. This place is much worse than the um, than the other place, mostly because they haven't had people to help them out here. But. Yeah, you did say to save a bunch of lives without drawing a ton of aggro. So, congratulations. All right, cool. I, I assume we're about to swap over to somebody else, but I'm going to continue to do precisely that. All right. Just move through this city, find find them in... Sometimes it's ones and twos, and that's fine. But if there's like a whole family of ten or something... Or maybe there's been some, like, local evacuation into the city hall tree. I'll dip them over into our rendezvous point, which is presently just where we started because the program that Nikolai was running hasn't finished running yet, I assume. So just doing our best. All right. Poltergeist. Hello. So you said you wanted to go to a smaller population center, correct? Yeah. I mean, if I have to get into a, a struggle with any of these robots, I'm not really as equipped to do it. Okay. Um, so the good news is that when you get there, they seem to be concentrating on the larger population centers first, simply because there's more people there to basically absorb knowledge from. So there's like hardly any zombies here at all. Like you, you look over, it's nowhere near as bad as the, uh, the other city was. The bad news is these areas are less defended. So even though there's less zombies here, it's still pretty bad. You've got like, maybe a half dozen zombies just going around like stabbing people with those uh, needle, palm needle things that were being used earlier with uh, switches groups. Hmm. I would like to trick the zombies into going after like decoys. Like I've got my, my, my stealth drive thing. They should be able to create a. I'm, I'm trying to create like a. What appears to be like a group of stragglers to be caught that is sort of in my general location. So I'm basically cloaking myself as the stragglers and leading the zombies away from the actual townspeople. Okay. Uh, you're going to roll Deceive versus their. I would say probably investigate, which is actually fairly good for them. You have to beat a one. They did not roll particularly great. I got a four. You got a four. You succeeded with style. So, hey. yeah, you 
yeah, uh, the stragglers managed to get basically the attention of all of them. I was willing to like have a few stay behind and like make sure that the ones they were already working on didn't get away on a normal success. But on the success with Sile, you managed to draw the attention of all of the zombies currently here, and they start moving towards those quote-unquote stragglers. Cool. I'm going to now instead focus on, well, I mean, if I can still do things on my turn, I would oh, yeah. like to uh, start rounding up people. Like, this is a pretty small town. They've probably got like a big open space that I can, we can get them all together in. And then as soon as Switch is able to, they can switch us, to, they can switch the crowd to wherever we end up getting them to. Like, I guess okay. I'm just going to try and find a defensible position and get all these folks into one spot. So I guess the first thing I need to do is I need to find a defensible position. What would I roll for that? Um, Tell me it's investigate. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with investigate or notice. So yeah, I'll, gi I'll give you investigate. I mean, I was just... I was just saying it, but uh, there you go. Investigate, I rolled a three. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. You find a, uh, you find basically like the biggest park here, or open space because they don't really need parks essentially. There's, their cities are their parks. Cool. Anybody that's in the park, I tell to just stay here. I'm going to be, I'm going to try and get everyone else here. I am currently working with a team of cosmically powered individuals in order to get everybody as many people off planet as possible they all nod zero you're up and the forces that you distracted basically swoop in fire at uh fire at the distraction basically obliterate them fly off rejoin with the uh with the librarian so they are no longer distracted. That that was that was your I, one. I am the distraction. Oh, that okay. would be obliterating me. Okay. Okay. They, so. they would be firing at positions that don't actually exist, discovering that the impact is not recording properly. And or would I be allowed to roll this round as well to continue the, the deception? Uh, it would be at a minus two, but I will allow it. All right. Uh, secondary question. Has the voice of the librarian moved at all? No, not at all. They are still floating exactly where they started. Okay. So I'm still within shouting distance. Mm -hmm. And so to that end, I am going to shout, Query, once all information has been collected, to what ends will it be utilized? preservation of existence. That is illogical. You are dismantling existence in order to preserve it. I am preserving it in its entirety, exactly as it was and exactly how it will forever be. That is illogical. You are neglecting the fourth dimension of time. I am not ignoring it. I have provided a solution to it. If one cannot continue to move forward in time, then the 
then time itself is no longer a factor. That is illogical. The only reason why anything exists in the first place is because of four-dimensional interactions. To remove one will reduce the utility of your information to nothingness. I don't know, like, exactly what you're trying to go for here. Like, there's there's no way you're going to argue this thing into just giving up and stopping because... Uh, I, at the very least, want to go for a mental stress box here. Okay, yeah. Um, you will roll provoke, it will roll provoke, and... Well, I'm attacking, so it's got to roll Oh, oh you're, you're, that's right, that's right, yes. So, it was, it was going to roll will, in that case. Well, it gets a flat two. All right. I don't actually have provoke. Huh. Look at that. Great. I'm going to invoke the librarian's aspect, which is to absorb all knowledge in the multiverse and spend a fate point to bring that up to a four. All right. I've only got one left. I want to save it for something else. Okay. In the meantime, um... What are the other six super destructive whatevers? I didn't think of all of them, just in case some other people wanted to um, wanted to run things with one with with these, like if they wanted to do a side side one. Uh, but the ones I have come up with are the Enforcer and the Mentor. So the Enforcer is basically the ultimate space cop. Um, it will do basically anything to get the perp, and this includes, if it finds out that it's hiding in the solar system, it will just destroy that solar system if it, if they feel like that is the easiest way to get rid of them. It typically doesn't do, do that, but they also don't feel guilty when they do that, so try not to be guilty in the Enforcer's general vicinity. And the uh, Mentor is the nice one. It is legit, she is legitimately the nice one. She's the one that finds out the other super destructive things and teaches them to utilize their powers in a way that does not completely destroy everything around them. Uh, because without this proper teaching, they have no control of their powers and could potentially just wipe everything out. So the the only da- real big downside to this is like once she teaches them how to use these powers, she does not care how they how they use them at all, ever anymore. So she taught the host how to use his stuff. She taught the librarian how to use their stuff. She taught the enforcer how to use their stuff. And then once she taught them, she was done. All right. So. The, th- the thing, the big thing I'm noting here is that one of the Enforcer's aspects is opposes the Librarian at any turn. And so I would like the space side side of me to uh, once again bluff the, uh, the Librarian using a new tactic by uh, having it uh, send a broadcast seemingly from the Enforcer saying that I know where you are, I am coming in T minus 1.5 minutes. All right. Something along are those you, lines. So, are you going to invoke the aspect? 
or and give me a fate point, or are you going to roll for it? I'm using it as inspiration, and I'm going to roll for it. Okay, so go ahead and uh, roll. Um, what did we use last time? I, what did we use? I think because you're faking engineering. Uh, engineering, yeah. Hmm. You want to spend a fate point? It would only get me a boost to tie. Oh yes, this is true. She'll reconfigure and try again next time. Okay. Sundog, you're up. Uh, okay. The, the the zombies are quickly zeroing in on your position. Yeah, I, it's not my super goal. So, like, I want to explain what my actual goal out of this is. I'm not okay. the hacker of this group, but that's sort of what I'm doing right now. Is I'm just kind of poking at the system to see how I can exploit it. And basically what I'm trying to do is see if I can provide... I'm sort of doing like the thing you do to cats, where if you provide enough sensory information at once, they just kind of reset. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. It's great. Basically, I'm just like hitting them with flashbangs, sending out like, you know, the hard light clones to distract them or make them, you know, react. I just want to like just overload the shit if I can, see if that's even possible. That's the goal here, is I'm just testing the waters. See if we have a viable way to, like, fight these things on a more massive scale. Cat drugs. Cat drugs. Um, yes, but for, you know, interplanetary, uh, robotic zombie, not bored. <laughs> Alright, so, go ahead and roll crafts. I'm gonna roll will to defend for them. They have will plus one, so they get a negative two! They I just got a roll like, two. They just roll like hot dog shit. Oh boy. Mm, love it. Alright. Specifically I while I'm like doing this, I'm like taking notice of like the range that they seem to be connected towards. Like if I throw a flashbang, how many of them and how far react okay. to that. With a successful style, I will tell you that the maximum that you manage to get is about a city block's worth of uh of zombies, which is not an inconsiderate amount, but also they're about to start covering the entire planet soon. And the second part of it was that, okay, like I've got a radius. If I put too much information into the system at once, like they're all trying to fight the same thing at once and they're getting conflicting reports, say, what happens? Okay. So there's part, part I'm actually kind of trying to actually go out and engage them now. Yeah. But I'm also sending, you know, out the the light clones at the same time. So that, like, he's over there, I want to report, no, they're over there. And it's just a whole mess. I'm going to fucking Abbott and sell these things to death. <laughs> um, so, the thing is, they are all individual enough that... They work well enough together, I should say, instead, that they know exactly how many zombies to reroute to, like, take care of this problem. And so, like, hey, three zombies dogpile this light clone, three zombies dogpile this light clone, three zombies dogpile this light clone, etc., etc. They don't seem to be falling for that kind of tactic just because of their sheer numbers. But if one flashbang can overload a block of them, Clearly, they're all, like, connected in some way. I don't understand how the flashbang can work, but not. It's because 
they're so they're a hive mind, but they're also individuals that can make they're, their own. They're not, they can't make their own decisions, but like it seems like loud, sudden things seem to affect them more than just trying to match numbers with numbers. Because by matching numbers with numbers, they are able to process. No, no, you're not. I'm not what I'm. I'm actually fighting them right now. Oh, okay. But I'm also throwing out a bunch of hard light clones to like try to jam up the gum, jam up the works. Like, okay, okay. If I, they all I are going was... to instantly react where I'm at, and like all come at me at once. If I throw out enough clones to give them conflicting reports, is that going to fuck it up? And then I can actually effectively fight them. Could this be a viable tactic for fighting these things? Assuming you know. Because, like, we're also, we're like, we're getting everything, we're getting many, many of the, the mushroom folk off the planet as we can, but we also, you know, do have the immediate threat of these guys, too. Let me... Like, I'm not trying to, like, logic trick them into all exploding. I'm trying to find an effective means to combat a hive mind. Right. Though if I could do that, that would, that'd be great. Can I do that? <laughs> no, you cannot. All right, now, now I know what you want to do more clearly. So, what I will say is, go ahead and roll provoke versus their will, and you'll see how well that works. So they get a four. This, for the first fucking time ever. I got a zero. I rolled so the bad that time. You rolled the bad that time. Uh, so they... That doesn't seem to be an effective tactic, essentially. Maybe someone's tried to use this before, and the librarian just knows how to counter it. Maybe it's just one of those things where, like, you thought it out and then didn't quite click, like, the entirety of your plan. Like, just didn't click well enough for it to work. But it hey, does man, not seem to be the an waters. Not everything can be a success. Uh, at this point, I will just, like, contact Robin. Okay, uh, experiment didn't pan out. I got some information, but uh, I'm done here. Alright, uh, do you want a big city or like a small town? I mean, we're trying to save maximum people, I guess a big city? Alright. Oh, incidentally, um, if you like stun these things with a visual effect, there's like a one block radius where it hits all of them. That's good information for other people to have. I say into the open comms channel. Using was that directed to me? It, it might have been directed at you. I, I tried doing like a thing where I was going to like hit them from multiple angles at once and see if I could confuse them, and that didn't pan out. Okay, so once again, since you are going to a big city, I need switch to roll swap to see the kind of situation you get in difficulty four. Oh, well, that's, that's a, a two. That's a two. So, but... Uh, I am full up on fate points right now. And uh, okay. it's, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking put my boy in the middle of a bad scene. There you go. There you go. So that's a four. So that's a success. So you find yourself in a um, in a similar situation from before you aggroed basically every zombie in the neighborhood. Uh, they are just wandering around, stabbing people with their uh, with their little palm spikes gathering them up, uh, like, et cetera, et cetera. I was about to, like, I, 
I forgot about the palm spikes. It was like, is stabbing a mushroom person actually gonna do that much? I'm willing to bet that they're like massive syringes and they're full of nano machines. Well, like, I know, but like I thought before, I forgot about the palm needle things. I thought it was just like swords. Oh. Ah. <laughs> well, in that case, it's gonna do a tremendous amount of damage. I mean, they don't have cell walls. Yeah, but like, what is their structure? Is their structure just like actual mushroom? Because otherwise, like, some piercing damage isn't gonna do a whole lot. Unless they're like some of the really fragile puffball mushrooms, which just kind of explode. Then that would fuck them up real bad. The babies are. You snap a mushroom, now there are two mushrooms. So, NPC round. Mooncat actually does call uh, Switch. It's like, uh, I need this. I need an extraction. I think I stole the wrong thing, and now I've pissed off basically every zombie in this fucking museum I'm in. Yeah, be what the fuck. Captainalist, Sam, uh, drop whatever you're doing. Get ready to receive whatever Mooncat took. Hold on, just a, just a second. All right, go. I roll a six. <laughs> yeah, that you are, you are good. There's, yeah, uh, I I put Gabby on top of Sam. Not like literally. I'm not dropping her into his arms, but like, whatever she's got is obviously important. So we don't want to just hand it over. But also, I don't want to just like put her into the exact same situation again. So I'm handing her over to Sam to deal with. All right. What are we looking at, Sam? He reports back like there's a. Um, there's a ton of zombies going on, and she and Mooncat seems to be holding some sort of book. I can't believe Mooncat found the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of the Necronomicon, actually. The Necromycelium. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Gabby says, uh, I'm guessing from the way I grabbed it, it's some sort of like holy religious text that this thing really wants, so, you know. There's that. Meanwhile, the librarian, the uh, the voice looks down upon the people, spreads its arms, and says, We have moved on to the next phase of your glorious ascension to immortality. Soon, our numbers will blot out the sun in your sky, and you shall join us. Those who wish to leave, with the interlopers at best do so now and as soon as he says that um zero you can see in space basically everything that isn't a defensive ship or being just starts swarming towards the planet and when the librarian says that their numbers will blot out the sun in the sky. They were not exaggerating. If anybody is in the original series, in the original city, it goes from sort of like midday-ish, like mid-afternoon, to nighttime extremely quickly. Uh, Switch, you're up. The I don't remember if you were in the... Uh, original city or not, but if you were the, no, the I had sky. moved on. Oh, I was okay. yep. in the other. It was in another major city, moving swarmen, Satals from that one to the original one, which we right. were just kind of using as our staging area. 
Right. Yeah, it's, it's yes. pretty much just me and the NPCs here right now. Okay. All right, so what do you do? Oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Um, I guess time to start double-timing it. Uh, 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 um... Shit, 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 shit. Uh, Zero, are you... Are you still going to be doing stuff out in space, or are you? do you need um, relocation? For the time being, I believe I am currently more useful in space. I am working on a plan. It has yet to see fruition, but I believe it could have a significant impact. If it okay, succeeds. Okay. Um, Captain, Mooncat. Here. Yeah, sorry, Sam's busy fighting. I'm, we're both here. Okay, uh, Sam's busy fighting. Are, what are you busy doing right now? Is it evacuating people? Uh, yeah, I've got the, I've got the book. It seems to be the thing that's going to piss, piss the librarian off the most, so I've moved on to people, yes. Okay, cool. Keep doing that then. And then the three of us will keep doing what we're doing. So, dearest DM, where am I at getting this city cleared out of civilian types? Uh, so where you are at is the zombies have basically stopped and the ones that they've been stabbing sort of like stop for a little while and then just stare off into space for a bit and then move with the zombies to basically an extraction zone. Uh, you see a couple of dropship-like creatures fly down and grab as many zombies and like stab satals as they can and then just fly back up to the planet and yep, yep, um, yep. time to get all the foot soldiers off the planet because we're going to glass the place where are we yep. at civilian evac uh civilian evac um you've got a fair amount of people gathered up in one spot if you wanted to move them towards the primary spot that you're uh going for then now is probably the time Okay. Uh, do I have, like, a, a read on, like, percentages? Do I have, like, cleared, like, 50% of this city? Um, you specifically, with your power set, have probably moved about 33% of the city. Whether or not everybody else has been doing similar numbers depends on, uh, depends on their power set, move sets and such. But you can move a lot of people all at once very quickly so you've got about 33 percent of this fairly large city all right well considering i can move back to the extraction point instantly i can work until like just under the deadline so i'm going to keep doing that all right just keep bipping myself around the city find pockets of people and i'm hollering at the top of my lungs the whole time just like Stick your heads out your windows, get out onto the street. We are doing an evacuation now. I need to be able to see you. Okay, so since you're hooting and hollering, uh, the difficulty is going to be the same as it was last time because uh, it, it, it was going to be higher, but then I decided that six is already fairly high. And so go ahead and roll swap the difficulty six to see if you attract attention. Five. That's five. <sighs> I need for this to not be any harder than it already is. Okay. I know that I... I know that I am hooting and hollering, but also I am used to, like, 
moving through spaces unobserved. Okay. Yeah, that works. Being a criminal and all that. A BNA type. So, roll of seven beats a difficulty of six. You do not attract any attention whatsoever. The rest of the librarian's forces are too busy doing what they're about to do, which, I mean, yeah, you're going to call it it's glass to place. Like, even. And as you're doing this, even you notice the sun and the sky above you just sort of disappear in this swarm of horrible half-organic, half-machine monstrosities that the librarian has crafted from countless worlds over countless eras of time. This just in for the rest of the team, in case you're not paying attention. The eye in the sky is gearing up to glass the planet, so gather up everybody you can into one spot so I can move them, because we need to get the fuck out of here. Do we have a spot where we're moving people to yet? The original place. The, the spot we landed in. Gather all yours up, and I'm going to bip them over. Okay. All right. Poltergeist, you're up. Uh, and I will say, even with the success with style, the six zombies that you were distracting earlier have sort of figured out that it's just a ruse, and then they turn around and sort of give, like, this inhuman part machine screech and start moving towards back to their original uh, goal, original objective. What do you do? You said this is a fairly small population center? Yes. Yeah, I'm just gonna be going through the streets and be, and be like, if you have any intention of getting out of here alive, I need you to gather at such and such location. Otherwise, okay. well, it was nice knowing you. All right. I need you to roll me rapport. And it's not gonna be a very high difficulty. I'll say difficulty two because People tend to want to keep living. Oh, I need to get a single plus then. I need I need this to be at least a positive roll, and it will end all I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I did not get a positive. Uh, of course. You do have a fate point. Don't, do you? Or have you used them all? No, no, I have not used all my fate points yet. Um, I mean, I'll use my fate point. I don't want these people to die. All right, which which one are you invoking? mean i think the business of business works here i'm a business person i know how to tell i know how to boss people around yeah that sounds good all right yeah so they all get out and they start moving as fast as they can which to be fair is not very fast towards the meeting point um several parents just like notice their kids are trying to stick with them and just like push them further along so that way they know just like go ahead without them and uh with a two i'm going to say that most of the children are going to get out get away most of the adults are not they are too big too slow and these zombies are now moving with a purpose and uh they unless you can think of doing something to stop them they will shoot out their palm spikes and start stabbing the adults yeah, can I, like, create basically a gravity people mover? 
along the like yeah. major arteries of the city. Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and, and um, roll me crafts at a difficulty of four. Okay, let's see. I know I you're. A, I got a six. You got six. Hell yeah. So you don't succeed with style, but you do succeed. So what I will say is that you save half of the adults. Um, they they are able to move a little bit faster, and it kind of throws the zombies off. But they, but like the ones in the back are still like struggling to move, and uh, and they get got it. How did creatures like this become the dominant species on their planet? Believe it or not, we do not have a lot of natural predators. <laughs> That's very sad in a lot of ways. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry you think my existence is a joke. No, I think it's very sad that it turned out like this. Okay, Zero, you're up. Query, what is the purpose of preservation? The purpose of preservation is just that, preservation. Knowledge beyond all knowledge of everything that has ever happened. However, preservation is usually to the benefit of those who preserve. How do you benefit from preserving knowledge when you are the only one left who has it? When there is no longer anything with which to use it? One day, the universe will suffer a heat death. Everything and everyone will cease to exist in every multiverse. I exist to ensure that they live forever, even beyond that. For I will outlive the heat death of the universe. That is illogical. You are a part of the universe, and when it ends, your existence will inevitably become a part of that ending. No knowledge can preserve you against the extinction of matter itself. Your knowledge is limited to that of a single planet's species who itself is still in its infancy. My knowledge is vast and deep. What I know would destroy your systems in a picosecond should I upload it all to your consciousness. I dare you. Okay. All right. So, the librarian does not have stats. It is specifically unstatted because it is a thing that is beyond time and space, essentially. So I need what I need you to do is roll will to see just how fucked up you get. Okay. Some of my good ones. Uh, mm. I did min roll a minus two. You know, I've been saving a fate point, and I need this to be more than just a three. So I'm going to take that risk and roll again. Come okay. on, I, I want this to work. Five. Uh, let me just see here. Uh, the librarian rolls infinity. 
For the record, I rolled a five, which is much better than that one. All right, so instead of taking a serious consequence, you're only going to take a minor consequence. Okay, that's not the name of any of them, so you're gonna have okay. to be more specific. <laughs> okay, condition? Mild, moderate, mild. severe. Consequence, okay. not minor, mild. mild. Okay, so you're gonna take a mild consequence as opposed to a severe consequence. Uh, and basically it uploads it uploads its knowledge into you for a, the briefest of seconds. It is not going to keep it in you because that would be fucking insane. You just get like one civilization's deviant art. <laughs> no, it, it allows you it allows you to experience Nirvana in the, in a mechanical way as opposed to a uh, as opposed to an organic way, and you just your processes cannot handle it. Luckily, your firewalls just, like, throw up. Like, just go up hard as soon as it realizes, oh, shit, it's trying to DDoS me, essentially. And hmm. so the consequence you have is... Um, I, I just typed in overloaded. Okay, overloaded works, yep. And you get the feeling that yeah, yeah, it would 100% destroy you if you absorbed all of the knowledge that this thing has ever absorbed. Well, I, that, that much was obvious. The reason I dared it is so that while I am in that Nirvana um, all-knowledge state, I would like to have stolen some information about the Enforcer. Okay. And use that information, use my own consequences uh, aspect as a way to buff my next attempt to bluff the librarian into thinking the Enforcer is here. Okay. To steal the information, I'm going to say I need you to roll... Academics is what you renamed lore to? Yes. I'm going to need you to roll Academics. Uh, difficulty, because you are... Uh, I was going to say because you are... Um, Allowing yourself to be attacked in this manner is going to be difficulty three, which you met. All right. So, yes, uh, you managed to get information about the uh, the enforcer. So you can give yourself a aspect that you can invoke for free against the librarian to try and uh, deceive it. So go ahead and roll. All right. That's a good roll. So I'm going to buff that up to a seven. All right. Not a success with style, but it is a success, and it is pretty epic as well. <laughs> and for the briefest of moments, you see n none of the things down on the planet really move to try and stop doing what they're doing because the librarian is basically almost done. But you do see the defensive measures around it start moving in an odd way, as if they are scanning for something that looks like the librarian afraid is the wrong word, but is concerned with. And at this point, just to end my turn, I am going to inform the group. I have bought as much time as I am capable of purchasing. Get yourself down on a ground level. We're all evacuating together. Yeah, I don't know what you did, but I hope it was worth it. That sounds accusatory. I want it to be good. 
Uh, somebody <laughs> make sure that the ship is in range, too. I don't want to leave it behind. Uh, Captain Lewis goes, on it, and... He's going to move the ship. <laughs> All right, Sundog, you're up. So is that thing just like is so is that thing just like not gonna try and stop us from evacuating anyone we want now or what is happening? I mean, it kind of knows what your your capability. Well, it doesn't know exactly what you're doing, but it's given the people of the planet false hope, which in turn has given you guys real hope because it has no idea about the swapping range and capabilities of Switch. So. Hmm. It hasn't, absor- it hasn't absorbed anybody who knows intimately how Switch's stuff works, so they don't know. Cool. Well, then I'm going to work on that idea and just, like, go with my first dumber plan from earlier, where it's just, just make a whole bunch of big glowing indications like, hey, go to this, I don't know, there's like a center of town or something, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody to the park, come on. Move the right. mycelium. Let's go. All right, go ahead and roll rapport. Difficulty two. Like I said, uh, people tend to want to live. Wow. Ooh. Do you have any fate points? I have one fate point left. Do you want to spend it? Yeah, let's save some people. All right. So, again, the adults are encouraging the children to go ahead of them and uh, save themselves before they before they're encouraging the children to save themselves and sacrificing themselves to the swarm of zombies that are sticking the spikes into them and infecting them with whatever so like the result before Poltergeist spent the fate point. You're going to lose most of the adults, but you're going to save most of, if not all, the children and some adults. Yay. I think. Hooray. Alright. NPC round. Basically, the entire planet is covered in these things. Uh, their numbers have darkened the sky of the world and is not, this is the last sun that this planet has ever has ever seen. Meanwhile, Mooncat is in the ship and the ship is being moved by the capitalist who is just flying while holding the bottom of it and just hauling ass because uh, he's, he's a big strong dude and you know, it's head empty, full of justice. Yeah, yeah, you 100% called it. He is carrying the ship. And it's at this point the voice finally starts lifting and leaving the planet because its purpose is done. It has informed the people, hey, you're fucking gonna die. Learn to live with it, or not. Uh, Switch, if you, uh, if you have gotten the people to the main city, you do see, indeed, this image of the capitalist, like, holding the ship above his head and flying towards you. Is there someone uh, just sort of cowering on the pavement with one hand up, just behind him? <laughs> no, no, it's not in a threatening manner. He's he's, he's moving it towards the... Well, it's always been argued... Point. It's always been questioned whether or not that was, like, a, a threatening move or not on that 
on that image. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So, have I gotten Felix and Penny's groups into us, like into the main group? Uh, I will say yes, because there's not a lot that I can think of that would be uh, interesting to have you roll for it and, and the consequences of a failure. So, yes. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Everybody's here. Oh, all right. And we've got those coordinates on a new planet. Zero. I know you're real bad right now, but please tell me you got that ready. Coordinates were prepared before landing. Cool. All right. Um, running the uh, the protocol on intergalactic uh, relocation. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, if I fucked this up, it was wonderful knowing all of you. Just don't fuck it up, then. best all right this is something you've very rarely ever done before uh there was that time you got half of nikolai back so this is going to be a difficulty seven swap ha lovely can we assist why well, roll it two <laughs> can we assist <laughs> so uh, I still have one fate point which I'm definitely going to invoke but okay. I can tell you that in the rules uh, you can because this is a passive obstacle and not an active one you can invoke aspects and spend fate points to provide plus two bonuses to my rolls I was thinking we could each of us uh, roll to try and create an advantage and then get a free well, I mean, invocation. who has fate points left? Because I know two NPCs that would be interested in helping that would ha have that I would spend fate points on because I still have fate points left and there's no reason that the NPCs with you guys would not spend them. I have one fate point. Okay, so... I was just saying that one way of aiding people is by rolling to create a free invoke and then invoking it and passing off the savings to you. You can you can do that, um, but I am I'm saying right now uh, immediately you're getting another plus four because Gabby is going to invoke her family comes first because Felix is part of this, and the capitalist is going to invoke cult evildoer uh, to provide you with a plus two and a plus two, which brings it up to six. And we're trying to beat a seven, right? We're trying to beat a seven. Okay. Well, I am a super villain and a force for good. And I do not sacrifice or compromise, and I do not leave my people behind to die. And I myself do not sacrifice myself, and I do not die. So everybody who's here, myself included, is in fact getting the fuck out of here. Okay. Does anybody want to bring up in another plus two to make it a successful style. I'm out of fate points, but I, I do want to aid using engineering. Okay, yeah, you can try and get aid using engineering. Engineering, 100%, like, you can double-check your math. 
get into my mask, speed up the process, give me more time. Difficulty five. All right, it's doable. It's very doable. It is indeed doable. So yeah, that is one free aspect, uh, uh, one aspect with a free invoke, and here you go. Thank you. Aspect overclocked. <laughs> Pairs well with overloaded. Mm-hmm. All right, so congratulations. You succeeded with style. Not only did you get everybody out safe and sound, which was the normal success, but you have relocated them to a place well beyond the projected path of the librarian currently. So they aren't going to be found for a very, very, very long time. Possibly long enough to just completely rebuild their civilization and get actual good space uh, travel going so that way this doesn't happen again. A massively traumatic event is a good reason to, uh, you know, change up one society. Yeah. Yeah. I just fucking drop to my knees and hyperventilate a little bit. Hey. You good? Come on. What, what do you need? What's What do you need? Do you just need some time, some space? What are we doing? Uh... So I did it, and we're alive, and that's a lot right now. Yeah, you did real good. Shit. I don't think we could have done better. So yeah, do you need some water? I start like motioning to like sort of push some of the mushroom folks away, and just like, hey, can you give us some space here? It's mostly children who are like crowded around and like looking at this person who saved them. And uh, they sort of like look up at Yo, you. And, what the fuck? And and go away. Uh, the, and, uh, one of the el- older ones, however, walks up and goes, "My people owe a tremendous amount of debt to you. One that I don't think we will ever be able to repay. If for whatever reason there is anything you will need." In the future, do not hesitate to ask us, and we will do all that we can to help. I've got like I like got my my arm around this guy's shoulder, and I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm listening, and I'm just leading him away from the from the, <laughs> all this. Okay, I will go now. Thank. No, no, no. I'm going with him. Oh, oh. Okay. There is a moment towards the tail end of that where my hyperventilating, like, sine waves down and then right back up and past it, and I am doing, like, a high-key supervillain cackling right now. Uh, the, the elder one looks at, uh, at Poltergeist and goes, Is that one okay? It's normal. Yes and no. Things are okay. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to worry about this. Thank you very much for alleviating my fears. Okay, so that was a lot you just did. Do you need to lie down? Do you need help while getting back to the ship? Where is the ship? It's here! Uh, Thank you, large man. (laughs) Holy shit, do you guys know what just happened? In addition to all the other shit that just happened... (laughs) 
The ship's full of the hell metal. I just moved that across the universe. Oh, fuck. I forgot that's fucking full you of the hell metal. You can't take it back. <laughs> or the hell metal is exactly in the same fixed point it was. No, I refuse. I will say this. I will say this. How about this? That is part of the success with style. But man, you you come down <laughs> off your high. You come down off your high. You have the the biggest like the moment head you realize that you just like there goes the nose nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. What? Like oh, did my brain just explode? Because it feels like it did. Oh, uh, all right. So okay. I can do it, but I definitely catch it on a delay of reaction. Oh, uh, is that an aneurysm? All right, we're going back to the ship. I'm carrying you back to the ship. You're going to lie down for a while. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm the coolest fucking person in the universe today. And you're also on an adrenaline high. That's going to crash in a while. <laughs> oh, but I got you to get me through it, don't I? Yes, you do. But also, you are definitely going to lay down because it is only a matter of time <laughs> until just like everything gives out. And we're going to be horizontal when that happens. You're go I'd like to rephrase that. You're going to be horizontal <laughs> when that happens. Fucking kiss Felix full on the mouth as he's stammering through that correction. Doing that, doing this again. Cool. Oh, now I got blood all over your face. <laughs> Get a room. They appear to be on their way to one. <laughs> I. While that's going on, I'm just gonna like be like, I'm "Hey, Captain!" Is super glad it's like wearing a mask. Well, no, no. <laughs> hey, Captain Zero, you wanna help me like get this organized? We've got a bunch of people here, and we should probably like get heads together, see what kids are like. We can't just leave these people here. We probably need to like. We need to build an infrastructure. Well, we could probably, like, help figure out, like, what kids are going to need somebody to watch after them, who, like, because most of the people who survived were adolescents or lower. I would be of no help with the organic element. However, I will send a uh, request for aid with the galactic, uh, with the pan-galactic government. Okay. I mean, I just figured you could help keep track of a lot of information. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna fucking start gathering up volunteers among the mushroom folks. Yeah, you get a bunch of, uh, volunteers, and they, they will start helping you with helping themselves. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to, like, get this kickstarted, like, I'm getting, giving people things to do, because, holy shit, all that just happened, huh? Yeah! Like, anybody that seems like they are currently not uh, processing a bunch of trauma. I'm just gonna like be like, hey, it is really important right now that we get everything squared away because like, I don't know how things work with your people, but uh, I, I wouldn't want to see any like adolescents getting drop through the cracks right now. And no needless suffering if, you know, some folks just got separated in the big crowds. 
Right, yeah. They, uh, who, whoever you are helping will nod in appreciation and move to help help you do this. Granted, they are moving fairly slowly. One, because they are still processing what's going on, and two, it's it's them. Anybody else doing anything? Doing anything? Well, like I said, I am going to get onto the Ansible unit and inform the Pangalactic government or whatever you've got for your setting of what has happened to these mushroom folk and uh, explaining what they need and in what order they need it. All right, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just let you do that. Um, they say that it's going to take them a little while to, uh, to, to get there to help them with their exact specifications and need, but they'll get there eventually, and by eventually they mean, like, in a, in a timely manner that will not cause these people to, like, need to survive on their own for an extended period of time, but they're definitely going to be, like, brand new refugees for maybe a couple of weeks or months. I don't really know what to do right now, because, like, I don't know, it feels weird to stick around, but also... Yeah, no, like... We probably shouldn't leave these folks without any help, considering... Alright, you're saved. You have, uh, like, no shelter, no reliable way of getting food, um, and who knows what lives here? Alright! Well, we did our jobs. Heroes away! <laughs> Good luck, mostly children! I mean, Penny is really good at resource allocation and, like, coordinating groups of people towards uh, at least civic-adjacent projects. Yeah, you have an entire business that does that. We also have loads and loads of money. Set up the civilization equivalent of a triage unit. <laughs> yeah. Go fucking rent some space trailers. All right, we can just sort of wipe to, then then they were mostly fine and oh yeah, actually, I mean, sorry to interrupt you, Colin, but no, it's fine. I do have a bunch of fucking money, don't I? Uh, yeah, you do have a bunch of fucking money. Y'all have a bunch of fucking money. In, in galactic currency. Hey, wait. Where are the bikers? Uh, I don't think we took the planet side with us, so. Uh... No, they, you definitely did not. They're gone now. <laughs> Unless they're just like hanging around, like um, they're just hanging Unless around. Unless Switch like decided to swap swap them as well. I, I mean, if they were within range, I, I didn't like pick and choose individuals I was bringing. I just more like drew a bubble that enclosed everybody I wanted to bring. And if they yeah, were within range of the bubble, we brought them. And if they weren't, then they got to witness that planet being glassed as we disappeared and will just be legends in their minds for all time. Alright, hold on a second. I'm going to do something. We all just kind of forgot about them in the moment. They're just like... We had bigger priorities. Yeah, I know. It's just it's, it's funny to me that they're just like okay, hanging yeah. around like with the librarian now like... So, so we're gonna go... We were just kind of following them. You are insufficiently interesting. I have a hammer and pants. They're like technological pants that make me swing a hammer better somehow. 
So Ripper and Techie are there. Uh, and they're, as well as a bunch of random bikers. And Techie goes, what the hell happened? What? We were in Sky, we saw the librarian, we were discussing whether we should book it or not because we already got paid. Decided to help, gets our better judgment because apparently Slate likes you guys. And now we're here, we're Slate, where's the rest of our crew? What? Uh, they were out of range. Oh no, I'm not there. I'm in the fucking ship, uh, having a time right now. I, I will yeah, provide so... the debrief. Okay. Uh, Ripper just rolls her eyes and stomps away and grabs a bike and flies off. And who knows what the fuck happens with Ripper. Actually, I feel like the both of them would be kind of useful to have around. Ripper would be a good, like, defense unit against the whatever wildlife needs to be tamed and corralled while the Seital's set up. I doubt we could convince Ripper to do that, but also... Like, what do these things eat, though? I mean, they just, like, eat rot? Is that what they do? Like, just whatever dead things? In which case, like, hey, go kill a bunch of life forms would probably be right up Ripper's alley. Whatever they eat is definitely abundant on this planet, because that was a factor that absolutely would have been calculated for when choosing this planet. Anyway, Ripper's already gone. <laughs> I get, but yeah, I guess if Ripper just gone. fucks off, then that's fine. Uh, Ripper just what does fucked Techie off and do? Techie's like, okay, well, I'm not about to follow her. She's a psychopath. I do have relative coordinates that could assist you in reuniting with the remainder of your gang. Assuming that they uh, have survived the uh, contact with the librarian. You know what? Sure, let's do that. Let's. I'll. I'll see if they're still there, and if they aren't, then I don't know. Uh, if you're looking for something to do after this, I was thinking. Like, I don't know about the rest of you. You're a skilled technician, and I need people who are skilled. I've got a place for you back on Earth if you'd like to be on a planet where people are going to be weird about it, if you don't mind that. They think, and they're like, uh, Earth, Earth kind of sucks, but it's also better than nothing, and also you're kind of cool, so yes, okay, sure. Yeah, if uh, this all doesn't work if, out, if, if you can't find the rest of your crew, that's my fallback offer for you. Is Earth the Missouri of the galaxy? I don't know what it No, no, you're not there. I'm asking you, Colin. <laughs> no, no, the... Actually, Earth is kind of nice. Um, I, I kind of hate the, the trope that, oh, Earth's a fucking backwater, uh, but everything important ever happens there. So, like, no, it's just that Techie hates Earth. Earth is actually a fairly nice place in the grand scheme of things. Earth is the Vancouver of the galaxy. <laughs> it's a nice place to live. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere relative to everywhere else. And yet everyone seems to go there in order to film. <laughs> I never finished my original thought, by the way, which was that I'm actually going to throw around some of my considerable wealth and, like, get in contact with... I... There's gotta be... I know I've got, a, like, a phone book 
uh, a directory. I order like a bunch of prefab houses and things like that. Like I go, hey, I need one of your fucking colonizer starter kits. Oh, I feel gross saying that. I need a geck. Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I said, we can just sort of wipe to the point where they are self-sufficient enough that they feel like they don't need your help anymore and you feel sufficiently fine enough to leave them without feeling guilty about it. Actually, there. speaking of unfinished thoughts, there is still something I've been wanting to ask is what is the name of the Galactic UN? The Galactic UN. No. Um, I didn't think that far ahead. Turns out I did not have a lot of stuff planned for space. The Nebula got... Nation. No, I'm not going to name everything after a fucking nebula. Never letting your nuts off of this roaster, Colin. <laughs> Milky Way conglomerate. Milky Way coalition. Pan-Galactic Alliance. Yeah, Pan-Galactic Alliance works. Pan-Galactic coalition, because I actually like the coalition bit of it, so. You know, I can't tell if that ultimate... Galactic being was better or worse than the last one we dealt with. In terms of intention, I would rate the Librarian as worse. The host's primary ideal was to satisfy his own whims. The Librarian actively seeks to enforce its beliefs upon existence. The host did say he was one of the nice ones. So, uh, where are we at right now, then, like, time frame-wise? Um, it's... Off planet, or are we still on planet? Uh, that's mostly up to you. There is one... There is a thing I want to do at the end of this. Well, was there was something was I wanted to do, but as... I'm not going to do it while, like, we're still on planet. Yeah, I, I would say that this, uh, conversation between Robin and Nikolai is, like, one of the first things that comes up after we take off from the planet. Yeah, so you can be off-planet. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that, uh, you know, now that we have, like, we are not dealing with the aftermath of an apocalyptic societal event, uh, you point at Switch. We need to get your head looked at, because you should not be bleeding out of the nose like that. This has happened before, actually. Yeah, well, I don't like it. I, you, I don't either, but we've had this discussion before, and well, we're here now. Have you ever, like, gotten your head looked at, like, from just a purely structural point of view? No, I don't. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been in a doctor's office. What the fuck? I don't know if I've ever been in a doctor's office. Huh. I mean, technically, depending on your, depending on like, are we talking about medical doctor? Backhand Felix across the chest lightly. <laughs> don't, don't be a smart ass. It's my entire deal. I know, but she's worried. Okay. The medical bay in this 
shift. It does have a comprehensive sensory suite. There's a medbay in this thing? Of course there's a medbay in this thing. It has precisely one bed. You've been hanging out in the captain's chair the whole time, Miss the Captain. Isn't this your ship? It's my dad's ship. For the record. It is also quite cramped and has precisely one bed. Look, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, I actually... I'm gonna come down on the side of where you should probably make sure you're not internally bleeding in your noggin. <sighs> I cannot force you to do this. Literally cannot. But we can be really passive-aggressive about it. Look, look. I had I have backup this time. I... No, I'm not going to fight you guys on this because I like the both of you too much. Alright. So where actually is the med bag? You follow me. <laughs> Turns out it's right next to the uh, that awful gym. I thought this was the janitor's closet. Oh, no wonder I didn't know this was here. Wow, this is tiny. The janitor's closet is the door on the other side. The bed barely <laughs> fits in here. Wow. The, the janitor's closet is actually bigger than the midday. Engineers. Engineers. Yeah, look, we'll just do a quick scan of your head. I know enough about human anatomy to know what shouldn't be there, and I'm sure Zero probably could do, can back me up here. I can communicate the results of the analysis. However, I am... I do not have the proper software required to interpret them. I mean, I figured you just, like, had that shit in your... Well, not your head, obviously. Just make sure there's no internal bleeding, make sure there's no swelling. Other than that, we can do a more detailed examination with a proper medical doctor when we get home. My doctorate is in mechanical engineering. I just figured you'd like have that kind of stuff as part of your like superhero suite. Anyway, I pushed the button. Wikipedia. Are you? Are you Wikipedia? <laughs> I am not. You downloaded a lot of information. I have. However, I am not a free encyclopedia that anyone can edit. <laughs> I mean, you did let the librarian do that back there. All right, you pushed the button. Um, it's up to Cat how messed up their character is in the head. Um, I mean, this literally could turn out to be nothing and it would still be interesting. Yeah, I know, but I also think it's interesting that I am having a time and don't know about it. By the way, we've been going through a few scenes and Mild only needs a scene to recover, so I'd like to yeah, make a roll. Yeah. Oh yeah, go go for it. Needs to be a relevant role. I think that would just be engineering to like repair your drive integrity. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I still do need to roll it though. Okay, a two is good enough. Yep. Huh? And uh, a scene after this one, yeah, the consequence will go away. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I feel like I feel like I think it I think it's interesting that there's something up. I don't know enough about like 
uh, medical sciences to be able to make like intelligent narration about what is up. I can leave that to uh, other people. Some minor hemorrhaging, I guess. Like a little couple burst blood vessels, nothing life-threatening, I think. But enough that, hey, if you try to transport a whole lot of shit that and some shit that you super definitely shouldn't be transporting again, you might fucking die. Like, put some risk on this. The results of the analysis suggest that several blood vessels have in fact ruptured, and while uh, the blood has been cleaned up, the vessels themselves are still weak, and will need time to fully repair themselves to their original strength. Well, that's neat. I wonder Good if that rest. happened the last time, too. Probably! So no heavy switching, in fact. No you, like, more teleporting unteleportable metals. Yeah, that too. Well, I mean, I I sure hope that we're not going to be put into a situation where that kind of shit is necessary uh, until I'm okay for it. You are taking this remarkably in stride. It's, I mean, what do you want from me? A I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the one freaking out. I think I am, actually. Here. You are, says Mooncat. Okay. No Come more here. brain bleeding. Let's avoid the brain bleeding. Wait, whose brain is bleeding? Abby, get out. There aren't enough. There's not enough room in this fucking. I'm not in. Bedding. I'm not in there. I'm in. I'm in the hallway. That's why I don't know whose brain is bleeding. Whose brain is bleeding? Robin's Nobody's. brain is bleeding because they transported a lot of stuff and also some untransportable metal. That's Nobody's brain is bleeding. Was anymore. bleeding. Still though. Okay. It is possible that any amount of stressful swapping would be enough to burst the blood vessels again. We are going to a doctor first thing when we get back. Uh, actually, speaking of when you get back, it is not too long, much longer after you say that you get a message uh, from. The Bureau of Time Travel saying, hey, we're ready whenever you are. Huh. See, that's real funny. Because, like, my whole purpose for being out here in the first place was to put us back home once we got this message. But I feel like I'm grounded right now. <laughs> you are, because I'm not going to have my friend have an aneurysm so that we can save, like, a day of travel. We'll get back when we get back. If they're ready, they'll be ready. Fine, go fine. You're not transporting the unobtainium right now. We're going the slow way. They are aware of our physical distance in space. They will not require us to be returned immediately. Why, they, why can't they just oh, come to yeah. us? I guess I would have to dip the hell metal too <laughs> again. Huh. The facilities for returning the capitalist may be studied. Fair point. Alright, well we're snail mail then, baby. Yeah, look, like I I know you're incredibly badass and do incredible things, but uh, rapid cell death in the brain is bad, 
and blood on the brain is also bad. <laughs> I believe you. You need your brain. It's a vital part of keeping you not dead. I don't want that to sound condescending, but I cannot overstate this. <sighs> all right, all right. Snail mail it is. All right, so you snail mail yourselves back home. Uh, they give you coordinates, which is basically um, on the roof of the DHEA building. Oh, okay. Oh, they're going to love that. <laughs> Presumably they are aware of this uh, being a chosen location. I sure hope so. Also, like, we're on a registered ship that has left Earth and is now coming back. So at least this time they're not going to be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> the fuck is you? We have a registered flight path. I do. I do. All right, so you head back to Halcyon and you start heading towards the tallest building in the city. And when you get there, there is an Agent Dick, an Agent Jane, and an Agent Tom there. As well as a Bradford Arlen. And also a man that you've probably only ever seen on TV. He is standing straight at attention. He's got like some pretty orange red hair with like some specks of gray in it. And he's got a robot hand and he's wearing Neil Conan O'Brien. And he's wearing the um he's wearing the gold trimmings that denounce that oh this is Calvin Eskridge. I don't recognize that name. Am I supposed to recognize that name? It's the new director of the DHEA. Oh. Well, he got booby armor. They all have they his, all got booby armor. His armor kinda do have titties though. His armor kinda do have titties from the angle that they are. Like they, he has the exact same flatness as Bradford does in his thing. This is that Bradford's is more uh directed towards you or is his or is Calvin's is more angled. So it looks like he got himself some titty. It's his fingers in basically everyone's pie. I'd like you to reward that one, Colin. <laughs> no. Never. Anyway. Moving past this. I I give Eskridge like a once over, like completely unsubtle, like up, down. I just kind of shrug. He doesn't even seem to be looking at you. Fair. And uh, agents Tom, Dick, and Jane say, hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. Ah, there's a bit of emphasis on that last one. Could they be learning how to love? No. You, uh, you've been working out there, Agent Jane? <laughs> Where do you work out? A library. We do not work out. We do not have muscles to expand. I mean, I'm still, I'm super strong. I hit the gym up. It's tone. Perhaps you're confused. We are robots. Wow. Oh my god, they were robots the whole time, guys! <laughs> oh, fuck. They were, indeed. How did we not see it from the beginning? Zero never changed. <laughs> anyway, uh, they go, would you all like to meet the director of the Bureau of Time Travel? And Calvin Eskridge goes, yes, I, for one, would like to meet him. Uh, Bradford goes, no, I'm just here to make sure you guys, like, don't do anything bad. So. I kind of want to meet the Time Lord, yeah. 
Is he also a robot? No, he is not. He is not a time ward. He is a time director. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to go really dumb suddenly. Are they coming here? Or are we going to them? We are going to them. We are simply awaiting responses from everybody involved. The captain list has no choice in the matter. He must meet Director Leonard Wright. I mean, I want to make sure that this actually gets done, so I'd like to be in the room. Very well. Request confirmed. Gabby, for her part, goes, Yeah, no, I'm... I... I want to just go home. I'm... I'm done. I haven't been home in, like, two and a half weeks. I... Home. Bye. Tell mom and dad I'll be, like, there after I get Robin checked in at a hospital. Well, and make sure that everything's good. You know, it might be a little bit. Going up. She gives a thumbs up and moves for the elevator, because even with her superpowers, it would be insane for her to leap off of the roof. Ah, the moon glider. <laughs> she does not know how to form a moon glider. That's an extremely inefficient use of powers for a thief. Just a fucking hard light paraglider, yeah. Whatever. I'm going to have to lecture her about being lame later. It's <laughs> a thought, though. It is a thought. You can fly! You can fly! I know, but still. I could, like, make hard light wings and it would look awesome would look awesome. Anyway, uh, agents Tom, Dick, and Jane, seeing everybody who has agreed to come uh, start like they pull out um, Agent Dick pulls out a box. Agent Tom and Jane. What is in the box, Colin? (laughs) Is there a hole in the box, Colin? No, there's not actually. Uh, Tell me more about Dick's box. You fucking said Agent Dick pulls out. Like, yep. come yep. on, Colin. No, I, I, I should have known better. I should have known better. You shouldn't have named him Agent Dick. <laughs> open the box. Anyway, they pull out the boxes. They pull out the box. They, uh, the other two pull out a, a pair of keys. They uh, put the keys in some key slots, turn at the same exact time, and a small glowing white doorway opens and they just simply well agent jane and dick walk through agent tom stays behind to make sure the captainless walks through first which he does and then agent tom will uh will then go in everybody else is free to enter the door as calvin does yep yeah why not <laughs> confirmed all right and, and now into the possibly only actually pre- previously planned portion of this whole arc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congratulations. We finally got there. We did it, folks. <laughs> it took several a real life weeks, six. but we did it. <laughs> it took like two real life months, but here we are. So what you see is almost sort of surreal not because it looks out of place but because it looks extremely in place um it is basically a modern office building you see there are more agent uh dick Dick, jane and tom models wandering around uh some are just like standing in like charging stations 
Uh, there are actual people who work here as well. Um, but you are stopped right in front of a door that says uh, Director Leonard Wright. And uh, it is opened up and you see a man who looks to be in his mid-50s wearing a completely white suit. Uh, it looks ex- it looks basically like a white version of what the um, robotic agents are wearing. And he's also wearing like some white glasses and a wristwatch that is white. And there's just this guy's whole aesthetic is like he likes to be fucking wearing a lot of white. And he looks up and he, go- and he goes, well, hello there. I see you finally brought the, 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 the captain list to us. I regret meeting this. You I, cannot I use this voice, Colin. I regret everything. I'm going to aim you. are going to have to lock it. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fine. I won't do the voice anymore, but that's how he talks. That's how he talks, and you have to live with that knowledge of knowing it. Uh, he, he stands up and, like, moves to shake the captain's hand, and then he moves to shake uh, Captain Eskridge's hand, and uh, he goes... My name's Leonard Wright. I'm the director of the Bureau of Time Travel. And uh, he used to shake everybody else's hand if they will take it. Yep. Sure. Yeah, seems like an interesting enough person that I would like to press the flesh with him. I shake his hand, but I give him a very, very strange look. He goes, so I, uh, I'm glad to see everybody decide to come and, uh, and see what's going on uh before well i guess we can save pleasant trees for uh after we send mr smith back uh so just so that way we don't have to wipe out any more more than we have to you know uh he looks at the he looks at the agents like he and smiling like he just made a joke and the agents just like don't respond at all and he's like i know i programmed them to not ever show any emotion but one day one day i'll break through it it would help if you were to reprogram them. No, I think I it's like work. a challenge. Sundog gets it. Sundog gets it. Uh, anyway, let's get, uh, like come on over here. Teaching the coffee and, uh, to love. <laughs> and he leads, um, he leads the capitalist to a room where there are several agent robots who hook him up to some, like, hook his head up to, like, some sort of machine, and uh, he goes, we had to alter this one a little bit due to his special alien physiologies. Normally, this sort of stuff would not affect him at all, so that's that's part of the reason why this took so long. Another reason is because uh, we need to figure out exactly how the Time Master got him over here, and try to, like, reverse that in a non-destructive way, and just a this is a big mess. I'm sorry it took so long. If I may, I did notice some discrepancies between this time shift and the typical actions of the Time Master. Uh, it, it can hold on just a few moments. Uh, we need to press go on this bad boy. And uh, he starts the machine up, and like it doesn't seem to be painful at all. He doesn't like Leonard Wright is not in the business of torturing people so that way they forget things. It's just like a machine that just hums a little bit. Uh, there's some lights that spin around it and the 
Captain List goes from like, you know, that wide, like wide-eyed, like, oh, everything's so cool, and so like he's just got that look on his face of pure bliss, and then all of a sudden just starts going slack more and more, and then he's just sort of like staring out into space, and we be in the room when he comes to. Bender Ray goes, oh, give, give it a minute, give it a minute, and pushes a button, and the uh, the captain is just sort of like is completely motionless, and Lynn Wright helps him up and like sort of guides him, and he's like sort of moving along like of not his own volition, essentially, and uh, Lynn Wright goes, there's a couple minutes between disconnecting him from the machine where he's just sort of like this not absorbing anything, so it gives us enough time to like plot it out and like shove him through at the last possible second so that way when he gets back to his big fight he's not just like staring off into space so hold on a second i gotta push him through and he like walks into a room where there's this big machine with like a it's like a fargate it looks like a fargate i i don't know how else to explain it, it looks like a fucking fargate and like a non-copyright infringing gateway you mean a stargate yes yeah, stargate fargate's a different thing and he flips a switch, it starts humming up, and there's another, like, white light uh, that was similar to the entranceway here. And he's holding up a wristwatch, he's looking at his watch, and goes, Okay, five, four, three, two, one! And pushes him through, and he goes, Alright, uh, that should be taken care of. Alright, so, who wants to learn some stuff about time travel? I'll answer any questions that you might have that I, I am... Hand goes up. Uh, Yes, Sundog. Are you with the Time Master? Were you like friends who worked together to develop time technology, but then he turned evil and you had to like separate? And now you're like the Doctor Wily, or you're Doctor Do- you're like the Doctor Light to his Wily. No, that is not what happened. Oh, I am sorry. That would have been really cool if he just guessed that, though. That would have been really cool if he had just guessed that. Yes. I have no further questions. Okay. Anything else? Uh, so far as I'm aware, the Time Master has previously used uh, forms of time travel that reinforce the timeline as opposed to causing divergences. Is there a reason why it was different in this case? Uh, Leonard Wright thinks and he goes, I don't know why the Time Master would create a divergence instead of a convergence this time, but uh, maybe... Maybe he got the technology from somewhere else and decided to go try it out without realizing it would create a divergence. Maybe he was told to do it from someone else far more powerful than him. Uh, We cannot question our current Time Master because I am afraid that he died in jail. Wait, what's depressing? Like, of age? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, he was, he was a very old man. So, yeah, uh, we, it was on the news, it was a big hubbub on the news about a week ago that, uh, he, he, he died. You know, it's kind of hard to ask questions about a man who, ask questions to a man who is dead, and I try not to interfere with the timeline too much. Okay, fair enough. That was going to be my question. Yep, yep, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the the past and ask the time master what's going on because Unless that's... you already did. How long are we gone? Like about two and a half weeks. 
like a week to question this guy. What was his relative age at the time of his death? Uh, 86-ish, maybe? Hard to tell with time travel. I think I'm 54, but I, like, no guarantee that I'm actually 54. You lose track of days and stuff, and come back a couple days early, leave a couple days late. A whole solar calendar kind of becomes meaningless, I think. Elbow Penny a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I was like, see, this guy gets it. <laughs> You're giving me shit for not knowing how fucking long I'm gone, or what year it was. I don't know, I fucking forgot. While age may prove to be a mitigating factor, it does seem coincidental that the time of his death would arrive seven days after such a discrepancy in his previous activities. Now, it could be, it could be a weird coincidence, but also keep in mind, man was 86 and also in prison and had been in prison for a while. Not exactly the best medical care there. Indeed, that is why I led with the mitigating factor. However, does this not bear some level of investigation? Absolutely it does, and absolutely it is being looked into, but I'm afraid I cannot give details on its current ongoing investigation. Noted. Anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, and Eskridge actually raises a finger and says, If... So, you said that he his very presence here would be cataclysmic to the continuance of time, correct? He goes, it absolutely would. It absolutely would. Now, is there a way that... If push came to shove and there was no way to bring him back that there, we could have been able to make sure that time kept going even if we couldn't return him and Wright says well see there's the thing of it is that you've just in and roundabout way you've asked about the differences between divergence and convergence divergence are always going to mess up the time stream no matter what. You pluck the capitalist out of the past, put him into the future, well, all of a sudden, capitalist in the past can't do all that stuff that he did leading up to that point he was put into the future. So no matter what, time's not gonna know what to do with itself in, in that situation. So you have to make sure that they don't touch as much as they want to touch and get them back. Convergence, on the other hand, you can pluck them and put them someplace. As long as they don't rock the boat too much, they're not gonna change things too drastically. And that's where our friend, he gestures over at Poltergeist, comes into play. She doesn't want to mess up the time stream. I'm pretty sure you don't want to mess up the time stream. You're rapidly losing your window to mess with the time stream if you. I almost did it. You almost did it? When? Uh, I was there when the launch happened. Oh. Oh. Huh. I, I, I made it happen. Like, it almost oh. didn't happen. Made it happen. Oh. So you actually actively fixed it then. Okay. That's, hmm. Gonna that have to check. why we didn't catch that one. 
gonna have to get get the boys and girls that down in R&D trying to try and take a closer look into that one. Uh, but point is, you're not doing too much to rock the boat time-wise, and putting you back however many years you were put back, that's not gonna mess things up too much. Now, if you were put like, I don't know, 80 years into the past, and you had all the time, all that time to try and mess things up, then we might have arrived and talked to you a little bit. Try and figure out how to get you back to where you were, but like, hey. seven years, seven don't years fuck up time. Hey. Keep my off. finger wagging at you, huh? Don't do it. No fucking up time. I mean, I've been here almost as long as I was gone, and I don't really know when exactly. I ended up back. Fuck. Exactly, exactly. You're you're fine. You're fine. We don't have to worry about you. That's why we did not send the, the Dicks, the Janes, and the Toms after you, because it's, honestly, you aren't within our wheelhouse, so we don't exactly care. I have an additional question. Yes. If the capitalist memories were to be erased regardless, why was there any concern over what he would happen to witness during the period which would have been erased? The concern would be that the capitalist would see the future, decide that he didn't like the future and how it was going, and decide to try and stay a while, try and correct it, and try and correct it to what he considered to be appropriate. Now, a man like the capitalist, it's kind of hard to stop him from doing that once once his mind's been set to it. I know you all did it one time. That's a whole different mess I'm not going to get into because, again, not my jurisdiction. So, if he wanted to stay and try and fix the future before he went to the past, that just would have caused the timeline to be even more confused why isn't he going back and then at that point you're just back to the future in yourself but he would be going back to the point from which he left no maybe or he might try and decide to stay and there's not a lot of people on the planet that can stop him so your concern is not necessarily his actions but his desire to return exactly and Trust me, you can get people to promise to stay, to promise to go, but then they'll say, oh, I have one more thing, oh, I have one more thing, and next I'm thing you know, I'm just gonna go use the bathroom real quick, I'll be, quick, I'll be right back. Yeah, see, he gets it. And then they don't come back. And then you're like, well, shit, we just let a guy run around muck-a-mung time again. And you can't just check the bathroom, because that's awkward. Yeah, and like, it's, it's, like, he's been in there for half an hour, but it's, it's, it's just, uh, Maybe he has some digestive problems. Maybe he just ate some bad treats. Any other questions? Uh, actually, do you have a medical doctor here? We do. We have several. Awesome. Um, Robin Brain slightly bleeding. Well, was. That's not good. Young person, you should probably go get... You should probably check out our medical facilities. I fucking flinch at being called young person. Christ, you all suck at this. Also, I'm not staying here. I mean, I'm not going to submit myself to this weirdo time pocket. Okay, that's that, fine. That's completely for all fair, I know. Actually, it's yeah. desynchronized from the time stream, and when I walk back in, you're going to be 80. Oh, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. 
our ages are technically frozen in this moment. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not fucking around with that. I'm not staying here a second longer than I need to for as much as seconds count for anything in here. Hey, I just thought I'd ask. We'll go find you uh, a non-time fucky doctor. And I appreciate it. That's up to you. No offense, man. Oh, no, it's not taken. I understand to people who don't work here, it's weird. It's weird when you do work here. It's weird when you found it. I have a question. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, in general, why? Well, someone's got to make sure time doesn't eat itself. Do they? Yes. Well, so there was, some, was someone here before you? Is this like a line of secession thing, or do you have to kill the previous Time Lord? I'm not a Time Lord. It's not how it works. That's evading the question. He is a Time Director. Right. I founded the Bureau of Time Travel, so that way I can make sure that what happened in 93 doesn't, like, happen on uh, again, but also in a manner that ends everything. A lot of this has been research into my own... has been research from, like my own thing. It's It's been a time. Okay, but did you like take over from a previous time director or this is this a you exist now so this therefore you have always existed thing? What's going on? Uh, this did not exist before I founded it, but also uh, I'm pretty sure there was something making sure that time was working right on Earth before me. I don't, I don't know what, but there's got to have been because otherwise whew, I think time would have eaten itself a long time ago, relatively speaking. Yeah, but like, why is a, why is a human doing it though? Like, why isn't there just like, it? We only really take, we only really do the ones on Earth. So would you trust an alien to run time's best interest on Earth? Racist. Okay, but would you? Yes. That's a little xenophobic, my dude. I mean, there are races that have been around longer, are more technologically advanced than us. Why would... Just because it happens on Earth doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. There is the one species whose title is translated as the Watchers. We don't talk about those. Speak not of the Watchers. So basically, you're like a regional branch. You're like a you're like a franchise franchisee of a McDonald's. That's the way of putting it, I guess. Yeah. This is all very confusing. I'm gonna start bleeding into my brain if I think about it any longer. So let's. I'm. I'm. Wanna just go, Robin? Just go find a doctor. Uh, I've been ready to leave for like. Look at my wrist that doesn't have a watch on it. <laughs> Uh, since Sam got sent back. Yeah, you know what, uh, uh, Mr. Wright, you're very pleasant, but fuck this. This is all weird and confusing. I'm just going to continue to This is all weird weird and confusing, and it's my job. So, take care. Good job. Keep keep it up, I guess. Nothing personal. I hope I never see you again. (laughs) Kind of hard to not take that personal, but thank you. No, I don't. I I mean, like, I hope I don't get caught up in weird time stuff again. Oh, well, that's fair, yeah. But, like, if we ran into each other at, like, lunch or something, you wouldn't mind then. I... 
Yeah, do you like eat a Del Taco this is, often? This is a hypothetical. Man, maybe make some friends your own age. <laughs> Just saying. Which age? Which age? 30 or 54? Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's like an Asian place on the quarter of 5th and Bronson that I eat at a lot. You ever go there? Don't tell him that. He's going to time stalk you. Oh, God. I'm not going to time I'm not going to time stalk him. No. God, no. I don't time stalk anybody that like isn't going to threaten the existence of forward moving time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard that excuse before. Do you threaten the existence of forward moving time? He's pointing directly at Sundog. Um, only before I've had my coffee. <laughs> all right, you all can get out now. I know you hate it here, so you go and get. As we're walking away, I pat Felix on the head. You're a good boy, and you don't threaten anybody. <laughs> I threaten some people sometimes. It could be threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I strike here in fear into the hearts of those who would oppress the weak. Eskridge has already walked through the time door. As has Nikolai. And we out of there. All right. Is there anything anybody wants to do now that they're back that can't wait until downtime stuff? Oh, plenty. Well, I am... Okay, go for it. Well, mine is going to be immediate, so I could just do mine quick. Okay, yeah. Which is just, I'm going to turn to the rest of the team and say that's... I'm not certain that I can trust Director Wright's blasé acceptance of the Time Master's death. I got a weird vibe from that dude, I'm not gonna lie. Not like a suspicious vibe, just like, that dude's weird. I am uncertain of how to classify the vibes as of yet. As such, I believe I would like to perform an independent investigation into the Time Master's death. I believe there are further answers that are required before I believe that this matter could possibly be settled. Yeah, no, fully agree. Yeah, it's a little sketchy. Yeah, uh, seems a little bit bigger than I am, but if you need backup on anything, you know how to get a hold of me. Same. I will go so far as to call it sus. We are effectively roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> By the way, Nikolai, I've been wondering if this is like a thing that I only really ever noticed happened, like, I don't know when it started, but now that I've noticed it, it's bugging me. Did you just like discard all of the other personas you used to have or something? They have not been discarded as such. However, I no longer feel the need to experiment with them. If you wish to think of it in human terms, I was going through a phase. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because, like, they definitely stopped showing up at some point, and I didn't notice, and now it's been years, and it's, like, really obvious to me now. But okay, okay, cool. That's an interesting way to think about your development. Indeed. While in mixed company, I do attempt to sound more human. But aside from that, I do not rely heavily on constructed personae. 
right, right, right. <sighs> okay, well, I guess I have to go to a doctor. Yes, yes, you do. Yes. I shall stay behind at the DHEA to file the paperwork. Alright. Um. Penny? I mean, obviously, I'm not coming. It'd be weird. What it? I don't know, actually. What do. I like whisper conspiratorially to Suntalk. Do like friends take each other to the doctors? Go to the doctors with each other? Is that a thing? I have never been in a situation where I have to have to take a friend to a hospital before, so I don't know. I mean, like, I just assumed I, I would be intruding. Why are we whispering? <clears throat> I just assumed I'd be intruding. <laughs> so, like, this would be weird? So, so let me put it this way. I wouldn't think it's weird if you came along, but if you don't feel comfortable with it, don't worry about it. Uh, I mean, technically, I, I do have things I need to do, but I'm going to say I don't have anything better to do, so sure, I'll come along. Okay. Get to sit in a hospital waiting room with all of us, with the two of us. I, I mean, we don't really have to go to a hospital for this. There are outpatient places where you can schedule it. And I feel like this is like a, a brain-bleeding thing is a hospital situation. It's, it is prior hemorrhaging, which means that it's healed. The, there's no more bleeding. It's just that it might happen again under stress. And Robin has been walking around like this for at least a couple days now. If it was urgent, we would know. Would we, though? I don't know how the brain works. I don't know how all my brain works. I don't know how Benny's brain works. We literally scanned their brain. I probably wouldn't be upright if this was an urgent matter, because it would have been an urgent matter when we took the first reading. Fair enough. I'm just... I'm just more... I'm probably more worried than you are about it. I think this will get done slower if we go to a hospital. How's that? Okay. Do you even have insurance? Oh yeah, Silver Security takes care of that. Should we be talking to Silver Security about this? I am employed by Silver Security, but also I am presently richer than God. So I could pay for whatever nonsense. Do you accept casino casino chips? Do you oh. accept galactic solar units? <laughs> I have some pretty cool metal. And hey, if we're stuck in a waiting room together, you can, I don't know, send a team to unload the ship, get everything allocated. Oh, and um, by the way, by the way, Casper. Yeah? I have, you know, once, once I've been checked out and everything's been figured out, I have, I have a secret project I want to work on with you. I am always ready to work on secret projects. Excellent. So Nog is hailing a cab. The two of you can fly. You know, I'm really surprised you don't have like a sun dog mobile. I have a car, but we're not near the car right now. Yeah, but like the 
the Sundog Mobile. You could buy a Sundog Mobile now. Again, there's, I can there's fly. A, we just there was a there was a time when there was a Sundog Mobile, but it was long since it was like into a, the water, and then it was uh, a moped another... with some with a vinyl. <laughs> No, no, I was making a joke about the time there was legitimately a Spider-Mobile. Like, in the comics. It was yeah. the stupidest thing. Like, the sun, the actual Sundog-Mobile. I say the actual, but the, the Sundog-Mobile was just like a scooter with a vinyl wrap. <laughs> it was like a company trying to sponsor me for, like, a, it lasted like a week before I'm like, this sucks. Okay, but, like, what about a Sundog Cycle? Okay, I, I, I gotta workshop the name, but extremely maneuverable, very fast. I can fly, and I mostly just jump from, like, rooftop to rooftop and stuff. But what if your motorcycle could jump from rooftop to rooftop? That sounds extremely dangerous, even for me. Yeah, it's a motorcycle. And impractical. Motorcycles are inherently dangerous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like at this point, we're just like, I'm. I guess we're flying there and I am carrying Robin. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were gonna have. <laughs> well, you brought the point up, and also it's like and a visit. And I reminded him he can fly. Well, I forgot that Penny could fly. I, I can float <laughs> in directions. <laughs> and what is that oh. but lazy flying? I can float with purpose. <laughs> well, whatever means we are using to get there, we are just having this conversation on the way. All right. Like, I don't know, maybe like a Tron thing? I could maybe like hard light up a motorcycle? Oh man, a literal light cycle. I mean, I think they were also like light cycles, and I think they... Eh. Okay, I think that's a good point to uh, to call it. I think the episode has gone on a while. So, uh, everyone, major milestone. Ooh. So, because this has never happened before, uh, major milestone options are, if you have an extreme consequence, rename it to reflect that you've moved past its most debilitating effects. This allows you to take another extreme consequence in the future if you desire. Uh, you can take an additional point of refresh, which allows you to immediately buy a new stunt or keep it in order to give yourself more fate points at the beginning of a session. Advance a skill beyond the current campaign skill cap if you are able to, thus increasing the skill cap. Or rename your character's high concept if you desire. I it think- is Colin. It is not or. It's and. Major milestones get you all of those things. Oh. Also, Everything from that. significant milestones. Also, a minor milestone option. Minor yes. milestone is the only one where you can pick one. Okay. Um. But yes, I believe all of those things together mean that we can move something up from good to great. And because great is currently the skill cap, we can move something up from great to superb. Exactly. I am definitely moving swap up to plus five. And it's either going to be Rapport, Fight, or Deceive that goes up to plus four. Also, I don't currently have a new stunt. Uh, 
in mind to get, so I have four fate points now to start out. Nice. I am going to swap out old hat using the minor milestone thingo. Alright. For my part, I have moved Will up to Great and Physique up to Superb, which I believe means I now get a second mild consequence. Correct. Yes. Hmm. I have so many options now. And I have also decided to replace Stealth with Provoke. Okay. I'm going to look at Provoke to uh, see if there are any stunts I can sound like goodbyes. Have any consequences right now? So I'm gonna move craft up to good. That doesn't break my pyramid. Um, I'd like to move fight up, but that would break the pyramid, so I can't do that. I'll have to save that for some other time. Does it have to have be a, a Okay, sorry, I just have to ask this. Does it have to be a pyramid or does it just have to be like supported in some way? Could it be like It has to be supported. Yeah. You can't have like one hanging over the edge. Yeah, it starts right. out as a pyramid, but it can it it just has to be supported. It could be a tower, is what right. you're saying. Right it now I have just only have a fight at great and nothing else. So I couldn't move it up to superb because there's nothing below it. Yeah, but you can use your uh, significant milestone first to move something up. Yes. You should have three options at good right now, right? Uh, no, I only had two. Did you buy plus ones on two skills? Because we got, like, two significant milestones. I think I bought empathy. I moved one up. Let's see, I think I had... What did I do? Yeah, we should have gotten three significant milestones by this point. That's how something yeah. was at good, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I Maybe mean, I missed one then. Yeah. You you should either... You should have 11 skills total. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I have to, yeah, I have 11. Okay. And you should have four at average three at fair, three at good, and one at great. Okay, I have five at average, so... So yeah, you can start bumping them up. Okay. Yeah. Then I am going to put fight at five, and put athletics at great. Yeah. Then you should have two good, three fair, for average. Okay. I have. I still have the five average. I bought empathy at one point. Is that maybe what I used my point on? I used something. So I have fight is fight at superb. Athletics at great. Good is physique and craft. Notice provoke report or at fair and then at average or stealth investigate to see will and empathy. So I'm not sure what's happening. What did I mess up? 11. Oh, wait, no, it's 12. I have 12. Oh, well, One, that'll two, be why. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I miscounted earlier. Well, that's the issue then. You bought two skills instead of buying yeah, one and promoting that, so. one. Yeah. So, yeah, you just basically have to get rid of one skill and then make your pyramid look like bobbins. If you want. If you want, yeah. 
I don't really use Deceive a whole lot. I think the one time I used Deceive was when I was stunting on the, the muggers at one time. Which was pretty funny. It was. I could probably do without Deceive. Okay. Alright, so Dump Deceive. Height goes up to 5. Athletics goes up to... 4. And what about... Chloe? Oh, yeah, um... I'm just, uh, raising... I'm just going to... I can't decide if I want my plus five to be crafts or stealth. I feel like I don't use stealth enough. Even if it is the thing that I'm extremely good at. You could take this as an opportunity to use it more. True. And also you can switch it using a minor milestone later. Yep, that, that, that is the thing then. All right. So, uh, I'm guessing nobody is taking their extra fate point and immediately buying a new stunt with it? I'll think about it. I don't have enough. To... I'll go over the stunt list later and probably buy one, but not right. Not, like, immediately. Okay. I might, and I'll inform you later. I'm more interested in having extra fate points, TBH. Okay. Yeah, same. Also, I have uh, swapped out my old hat stunt for illegal sympathies. Now that we're back planet side, I figured that's a thing I should have. Okay. Oh yeah, then I'm switching drive and resources back. Alright. Well then, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you players for playing. Uh, next time to downtime. And then after that, I have more horseshit planned. It's gonna be great. I, I always have horseshit planned. I will have horseshit planned forever. It is always horseshit or horses shit. Yes, one of the two. Good night. Some kind of horse in the shadow clock. Animal excrement. Good night.